NBA Jam is one of the most popular video games of all time. Everything about the game is exaggerated, from high-flying dunks to players catching on fire. What if NBA Jam was created with today's players? Which team would win in a bracket-style tournament? Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, we look at the 2021 NBA Jam tournament. Welcome to the Going Off Topic podcast, part of the Anything Incredible Network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauché. Joining me to do today are two NBA Jam nuts, Dukes from Anything But Curl Podcast. What's going on, man? How you doing? Foshi, what's happening, man? Always a pleasure. And joining us back again, Thomas from What's Your Bliss Podcast. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we, I think I speak for the group here when I say that we all love NBA Jam, all forms of NBA Jam, Sega NBA Jam, uh, Arcade NBA Jam, NBA Jam that came out. Uh, when I was in college, they came out with one randomly for uh, the newer systems, but it's been a long time since we've had an NBA jam. So I think I speak for the group. And I also think that if they came out with a 2021 NBA jam, that we would pay a lot, a lot of money for that. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't understand why, why they don't make this game. Maybe not every year, but can we get one like every five years? What, what, what do you think the, uh, does anybody have any idea of what the problem is here? Why don't we get an NBA jam every Five years. Well, I, I actually think that I don't know if there's maybe some licensing problems that actually comes into play or not. But you know, every once in a while, there are some really, really minor, low-key spinoffs that happen. You know, and I, what I notice are direct knockoffs that will be free games, not not mm. you know like on your Xbox or your PlayStation. That will be mm. the free ones in the marketplace, which are not usually bad games, but you know are not usually the ones that obviously they're going for a profit on, which, which speaks. So I, they're not connected to NBA jams, but they are a basic. I mean, they're a direct descendant. And so I don't know if the original NBA jam, I, I tried looking into that and I, I wonder if there's some kind of licensing or if there was a contractual problems or something that made it stop. But every once in a while there, there have been a few other versions of NBA jam that have been released. Like you said, Foshi, but none that really bring in, for me at least, the original. I don't know. Thomas, have you come across any other versions? Maybe I'm missing something. No, I think you're 100% correct. And I, I think the, the licensing piece, it does speak to me because there was the issue. We'll probably get into this as we go. There's the issue with not having Jordan in the game for a, for a very long time outside of the special edition that he and Gary Payton did. Um, there is the the Shaq issue where Shaq was in the arcade version, but not in the console version. Um, similar with Barkley, I think, was the other one. So I do think there, there has to be some sort of licensing issue. The other thing I was trying to think of is if they tried to do this annually, right, like they do 2K, I don't know that you could do it if there's only two options. Now, if you had a starting five that you still only picked two people from or something like that, then I think that you could rotate it enough or, or things could change enough that you might be able to do it annually. But even without annually, like you're saying, both of you are saying, why hasn't this, we know that people love it. This is not a niche thing between the three of us. This is the you know games that have sold millions of millions of copies that people are always clamoring for. We want to a way to make sports and sports games accessible. And this is a way to do that. And it is very odd that it just kind of has, has fallen by. And there's plenty of other games like that, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about too. Yeah. I think it's, it's very interesting. And especially I, I was just, while you guys were talking, I was just sitting here and a lot of the guys that are in the NBA now that are a little bit younger than us, like they grew up with this game. So I think 
you know, if, if Midway who made the game and, and actually um, I'm looking at one, I, this came out, it must've been in college when it was on Wii, I think, and, and Xbox 360 and maybe PS4. Um, it, it was, I think EA Sports, like actually they must've bought it or d- just did a special release or something. Cause it's on, it has EA Sports on there. So it's very interesting. Cause I would love for them to bring this back. I've, I absolutely looked into getting um, an NBA Jam arcade for the house because it would just be amazing. Uh, whenever you go to an arcade, like NBA Jam is one of the biggest arcade, like, you know, stand-up arcades that people are always at. And Midway, I mean, NFL Blitz is also one of the greats that I would love for them to bring back. NHL Hits, that one had a short run. So did um, MLB. It was the it was the bigs. I don't know if it was the big second like slugfest or, or something. Slugfest, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Slugfest, mm-hmm. and then the bigs yeah. came after that. So you, like, you guys are both right that there there has been some like secondary ones that have come along, but I, I just can't believe that they can't make this game like every five years, and everybody wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Um, so it's it's I would I, we need to get in touch with somebody. Uh, well, I EA think for she. Midway. I think the other thing too is that if you look up the history here while, while we're all sitting here, I think you'll notice that I, th- I think they gave this a shot a couple of times. You know, I don't, I can't, I can't find anything that said that there was a fallout or that there was an attempt. But you know, just looking at the old trusty Wikipedia right now, hmm. you know, in the '90s there were five to six versions, right? You had NBA Jams, then the Tournament Edition, Hang Time, and then they did in you know all the way up until NBA Showtime in '99, NBA Hoops in 2001 apparently was directly hmm. associated, which I don't remember hoops at all. But what I remember is, so looking off Wikipedia, in 96, they had uh, NBA Jam Extreme. Then in 99, they had NBA Jam 99. And then they said NBA Jam 2000, 2001, and 2002. But then they also made another one in 2003, apparently, that they went back to NBA Jam, which I think is just kind of a remake, you know. And then in 2010, so it went from 2003 to 2010, another NBA Jam. And I am showing the last version of NBA Jam being the on fire edition, which is 2011. So I don't know if maybe that speaks to them giving that a shot and maybe the turnout and the audience recognition or viewership or playing wasn't quite up to their standards. I don't know. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it is, but the game that I was referencing, by the way, the most recent one that I found in the free marketplace, I believe is called NBA playgrounds. So I don't think it's necessarily connected to NBA jams, but I'm pretty sure you could go search that right now. And it's pretty much a direct son of NBA jam. So curious if we ever find, you know, come across maybe a a history article that says what, what the issue was, but maybe I would hate to say it, but maybe it's just as simple as the viewership, just not quite being there from a turnout standpoint. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it was. I mean, I still think like it's not as niche as as it as you would think to, for for it to not have any presence in the last ten years. I do think they released a mobile version um, on iOS and and I think Android um, maybe a couple years ago, and and they do that with all the games, right? They have the two K, they have the Maddens, they have you know all those versions of that. I also wonder about just Midway as a company um, being taken over by Warner Brothers, uh, Acclaim being shut down and basically distributed everywhere. I'm sure those things played a role, but it it even says that that 2010 game was an EA Sports thing. So it's not like they Mm. couldn't figure something out but yeah also yeah, yeah it's 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 but also it they couldn't get NBA right anyway. That's why live <laughs> doesn't exist in 2K does. So that's right. Maybe that's, I'm wrong. That's actually in a, a very good point. Fauche knows my battles between the 2K and the EA NBA games. But yeah that's Thomas I think you hit on the nail or the head on the nail there. 
um, if they can't figure out a game in today's age, especially when there's only one legitimate competitor, yeah, <laughs> what are they going to do for fun, smaller subsets of basketball games? Probably not going to shine. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I just pulled up the same uh, Wikipedia article that you're looking at. Or just not even like an article. It's literally just gives you the breakdown of NBA Jam and then the installments listed out by year. And it's very interesting to see, you know, I always think of NBA Jam as a two-on-two because that's the one that was huge on Sega. That's the arcade version. That's the one that I, I still have a Sega and pop it in every once in a while and just run around and play. I mean, classic rosters. But it, it does look like they had just, you know, in 2001, I guess this is NBA Hoops, but that was 3v3. NBA Jam 99 was 5v5. So it's very interesting to see just how the games have, have uh, evolved and even different game modes, like in the 2010 NBA Jam, which I definitely remember playing on PlayStation 3 or Xbox um, in the dorm at Missouri State. And I'm almost positive that that was actually just a game you could buy from like the marketplace. It was it didn't have a disc or anything. I think you could just buy it. And yeah. they, had, they had different game modes, like a campaign mode, like a one-on-one boss battle, 21, um, all sorts of different stuff. So, man, I would just, I would love for them to bring it back. Like you said, it's, I can't believe it's been 10 years already since we've had a new one. So it's very interesting. Maybe it's just, um, like you said, the 2011 version didn't, do so well and people are just nostalgic for the 93 94 uh, regular nba jam and then the tournament edition and just play that on sega and play that on the arcade because even when you go like there's places now that sell these arcade arcades you know you can buy it at your house they're actually not super expensive a couple hundred bucks and it's the old nba rosters like it's the old school rosters. so maybe it's just a nostalgic thing that people love playing that one version with the same announcer the same game mode the same teams, the same ridiculousness. And it's like, oh, it's not really, um, it, it just wouldn't last like some of these other games do. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think for me overall, I think that sums it up exactly what you just said. I think the, to sum it all up for me is that I, this is one of the most interesting dynamics of this game. I think it's probably has to be of all time. Sure, 2K runs the world of NBA now, but overall this has to be the most popular basketball game, right? I don't know if anybody wouldn't know what NBA Jam is. And on top of that, you just hit it you perfectly, Foshi, by saying, you know, maybe it didn't sell, maybe the company problems, whatever. It's not around today. But, I mean, when I hear of somebody wanting to start a collection or an arcade game spot place, it's a must-have, right? And it's almost a foundational piece of that collection. So that's what's interesting to me. It's like this weird dynamic of maybe we don't really want it now, but it was such a iconic game changer originally that it's always just going to be a part of the foundation of classic video games. Kind of interesting when you think about it. You talk about the kind of nostalgia around it. I, I do wonder about, you know, I, I have, uh, we talked about this before. I have an emulator and I can mm-hmm. play NBA GM on my emulator. I also have a Sega somewhere that also has a NBA GM. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where I wonder in terms of the nostalgia, I think sometimes they try to do too much when they remake games, when they try to try to bring them up to the new consoles and things like that. And I don't need, I don't need better graphics. I don't need anything to be different except the players. That's it. I just want the updated players. I I will play it 16 bit, 32 bit, whatever it is uh, on, on the Sega, just give me the different players and, and like maybe a couple of different things that they can do because we know that the NBA has also changed, um, which we'll get to uh, in the bracket, but it's uh, yeah, I, I do feel like sometimes they, they shoot themselves in the foot of like, we have to make this new and we have to bring it to this audience. like, no, like you said, uh, uh, Kyle, you said that the anytime you go to like an arcade or a barcade, this is one of the games. This Blitz, 
the Simpsons. Mm. I mean, those are those are three standbys <laughs> you're definitely going to see. So, yeah, I think it's uh, I do think that they're probably doing too much. Uh, as to say. No, it's a great point. Simplicity, simplicity is the key. I mean, we don't need extra power-ups or different specials or different, uh, move, you know, even even something simple like, uh, you know, dribbling moves. I mean, you, it's great, but you don't really need these crazy combos, you know. Right. that's let, Go to 2K for that. You're, we're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah. You, I think you're dead on there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need, you know, I, just, I don't need, I need three buttons. I don't need, you know, some random button combination to do something cool. Like the old, you know, the old game was just Literally the Sega three buttons. The there's not a you know turbo button there is, but it's super simple to find. So yeah, it's, it's just it's interesting. Um, I would love to see him come back. Like you know maybe when did this come out in two thousand three or ninety three was the first one. So um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get like a a thirty year anniversary or something where <laughs> they'll drop one and maybe it'll be like a. I would love this to have like a. You go on you you buy on from the PlayStation Store or whatever you get NBA Jam you get NHL hits you get. Uh, blitz you get all of those like just all the old school midway games like ea bottom or whatever wherever they're at now because somebody definitely has the rights to these games it's just they're not making them so maybe somebody will come up with that but also a throwback to when we obviously we've been talking about this throwback to nba street of course which is an all-time classic we will yeah i'm not going to talk we'll we'll maybe talk a little bit about it but not too in depth and also after nba street nba ballers which had a a short run but it, it was definitely fun and interesting I love the NBA ballers. Uh, a quick question for, for the group here. And maybe this, I don't know, folks, maybe this can lead us into the, the bracket. But, hmm. you know, we all know NBA jams. We know what may, stands it apart is, is the two on two, right? It was a different, totally, it was an arcade game. And it was totally different. And I wonder, maybe they did this in other versions. I don't know. Because to be honest with you, I'm with Thomas. I always just wanted the original. That's all I wanted ever. And so I didn't really spend too much time on all those other versions, to be honest with you. So maybe this is already a thing. But if they were to come out with a new game today, Foshi, and do the things that we're talking about, would you want it to be in the old version pathway, which is not just the two-on-two, but you get only these two people that we give you? Or uh, do you want kind of an ability to kind of make two out of an entire roster? Like you mm-hmm. pick the Nuggets and you get to choose your two out of the whole team? Or it's like, no, you get Jokic and Murray that's your combo. I've always been curious. I always, you know, big when I start talking to NBA Jam people, that's, that's like always my big question because I wonder if that's part of the iconic of the original is some of those duos completely change how your play style is because they're so they're outlandish. They're, they're really just. I mean, if you if you look at a list of the rosters of the original '93 Jam, they're they're crazy. But that also is what makes it a beautiful thing. So just curious, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I would say, I think in some of the later games, they did it to where they expand, like you had two guys, it was obviously 2v2, but they also had like a third guy that you could choose from. So like the Timberwolves, it would be like Cat and D'Lo are your main two. And then Anthony Edwards was like your third guy that you could rotate in if you wanted to play with him instead of, of that, which I I like, I like having the, you know, you that way you could do a a couple different lineup combinations. Um, every time you play, you can do something different depending on what, what your game style is, but it's not super crazy where it's like. Oh, I want to play with all these guys because, you know, like like we've we've said multiple times, the whole game, the whole point of this game is just the nostalgia factor, the ridiculous, outlandish, crazy dunks, crazy, you know, shots. You know, you can get light on fire, crazy dribbling moves. You're shoving guys, you're pushing guys. So I like the fact that every guy would have its own attributes and change and all that stuff and all that. But I think if, if I think it would have to be limited to three, that way you could pick at least one different guy if you wanted to play with it. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I I feel like the fondest memory I have of playing as a child 
was the tournament edition, which has mm. the three. I'm pretty sure the tournament edition is the one that has the three. Yep. And um, that one I remember a lot because there was a little bit of choice and you're like, oh, okay, there's like an extra person. And um, and that did feel like like really fun, but I, I play the original now and it, it, it's just fine. I mean, if if I can, you know, come out there and, and beat you with Blue Edwards and Brad Lowhouse, <laughs> then you know what? You deserve to lose is kind of how I feel about it. But, um, Absolutely. but yeah, I, I, I think I would, I don't think I'd want all five, but I think three, especially now you, you always think of these NBA teams, especially we're talking super teams, right? Big three, big three, big three. And I think having three, uh, a rotating three, cause I still only want two on the court, mm. but, but a rotating three would probably be the way that I would go. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Uh, if I think if this game ever, if they ever did make this, it wasn't two on two, it'd be a total disaster. Um, but I also love, you know, this, not to like delay the bracket anymore, but I also love how NBA Jam has like transcended past a video game. It's in pop culture. Everybody, you know, you'll be out playing two on two in your in your alley or shooting and a guy hits three in a row and everybody says he's on fire. And, you know, they have homage made the shirts where it's like two guys and they have the attributes and, you know, you walk around in the shirt and everybody, you know, you, you go to the mall or whatever and some guy loves it, recognizes it. So I just love how um, it has, as even though the game hasn't been made, the original was in 93 the newest one was 2011. So at 10 years at the, at the late, at the earliest. Yeah. Like it Hell, is our, Hulk, our, our hall council shirts had boom shakalaka on them. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, just that phrase alone. It's, it's it literally like solidified that as a, as a, as a, as a term in general. Yeah. I would love to see, I'm trying to think now, I think I'm, I don't, I don't think they have this, but 30 for 30 did a, uh, a little, short i guess short not a skit but a short like tv episode i guess you could call it on like fantasy sports fantasy baseball when it first started how these guys were doing fantasy baseball i would love to see like a 30 for 30 or a ringer or somebody do like an nba jam like history that would be amazing absolutely and i would love to see it even one step further because and and, and ask people you know what their teams were what they think the craziest matchup because i gotta tell you folks the one thing that came to mind immediately when you sent me these brackets say hey check this out the first thing i thought of was what was my go-to team? Mm. You know, and then I remembered, okay, what would, what would, if they, if that team, if I couldn't pick that team, what would be my second team? And then I started thinking about all the other combinations and other people that I just, it took me back to like the strategy, the, the weird strategy that's involved. One of these things that, you know, not a little minor spoiler, we, we, we changed some of the brackets around because when we were looking at today's NBA, we had, a couple teams that were much higher than I think they would be if you plug them into NBA jams purely because of the play style. Right. And so then I started thinking about just the absolute crazy stuff, you know, like uh, the Knicks, the, the, Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley combination. Like wh- <laughs> who, 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 who picked that combination up, you know, but um, you know, not, not to get too deep into, but I, I, I don't know if you guys remember what your, what your squad was. I know a lot of people love the jazz combination, but mm. weirdly enough, Foshi, I, I just want to get this out here and I, I got to get off my chest because I think that you'll probably make fun of me for this, but I will always remember my combination. My, my team was always, I always went Spurs. It was the, the, my, one of my idols, the Admiral and Sean mm. Elliott. And I, I don't know why I just really like that combo. So interesting when I was thinking about it, just thinking today, you know, I don't know if you had, you guys felt for me, I went right back to where I was like, Oh man, I'm back in the, in the um, choosing screen, the, the team selection mm. screen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I'm, I'm just scrolling through like old, you know, the somebody ranked them. And some of these, I mean, th- the Cavs with Mark Price and Brad Doherty, uh, the Hornets with Larry Johnson, Spud Webb, the Nugs with uh, Takei Mutombo and Lafonso Ellis. That, you know, That's a great team, by the way. Yeah. 
underrated team. But man, yeah, there are some, I mean, like the top 10, it's like, you know, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Rockets with Hakeem and Kenny Smith, the Suns with Barkley and, and Dan Majerly. Uh, I got to know who Blazers. was your squad, man. I got to know. I, 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 I say, uh, just looking through this, I would say probably the Blazers. They had Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter or yeah. Uh, yeah, the Warriors yeah, yeah. too. They had Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullen. Um, they, were, they were classic too, I feel like. Thomas, what about you? Yeah, um, definitely the the Nuggets combo of um, Atombo and Ellis. Like that was that was always like just being a, a Denver boy. Like I I need to play them, and I just love I love Matumbo, man. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no one better. Uh, but if I was ever playing uh, a second uh, team, if I ever decided that you know, or someone else wanted to be the Nuggets or whatever, it would always be Sean Kemp mm. uh, Ooh, and the Supersonics. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this game was made for Sean Kemp's play style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might as well have just said, Sean Kemp, you go out and do all this. <laughs> because especially like the crazy, like viciousness of, of some of it, like, man, that was Sean Kemp all the way. So uh, I think it, I think the partner was was Benoit Benjamin, but I was like, this, that was my, that was my team. Absolutely. That's what I remember too, Thomas, to, to that point is I always remember anytime I, I would play the Hawks, I remember Dominique would just give me nightmares because he, he was just unstoppable. And then fortunately to your point, the trailblazers were super sneaky good because Clyde could also jump out. Clyde, of the, I mean, he, he was a, he was a beast. I mean, in real life too, but I remember that just being he, unstoppable dunkers. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you didn't mention uh, Sean Kemp, Thomas, I was definitely going to bring him up because yeah. yeah, I mean, just like you said, this game was literally just made for him. Um, yeah, there, there's, I mean, Vladi Divac and James Worthy, just two massive guys. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we could spend just it. all day um, talking about the old one, but let's move into our bracket. And you, you kind of hinted at Dugan that I sent you a list of, of 30 teams, one through 30, kind of ranked where I thought they were. We responded, we went back and forth, and we moved some teams down because NBA Jam is a certain style of play. So, People are going to be upset with this problem. Maybe, maybe not, actually. Um, the Warriors were a team that slid way down our rankings at the beginning because they just have two shooters. They don't have a big man. They don't have anybody that's going to protect the rim. They don't have anybody that's going to dunk. They don't have any of that stuff. So they're just two shooters. And if you put up, you know, the, we have the Warriors at 18. If you put the Warriors up against, um, you know, we're, we're going to get to it. But like, if you put them up against the Clippers, the Clippers are going to destroy them. NBA Jam with, with Kawhi and Paul George because they're so much bigger. So as we go through, um, we're going to, I'll mention the teams and we'll give, you know, we'll talk through it. We're going to go all the way till we have a champion here, but let's, uh, let's get started. So with this bracket, the number one seed is the Nets with Durant and Harden. They have a buy in the first round. The number two seed is the Bucks with Giannis and Middleton. They also have a buy in the first round. So our first matchup is the Kings with Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox versus the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. A very interesting matchup coming right out of the gate. De'Aaron Fox is made for NBA Jam. Again, super fast, dunks, can jump super high, buddy can shoot, but uh, Tatum and Brown are tough. I mean, a a great combination. Um, What do you, what Thomas, what do you think? Who are you going with here and why? Yeah. Well, I think the start, when we talk about the differences between the NBA then and the NBA now, right. What what we're also looking at is a lot of folks that can do both. A lot of folks that can, that can shoot the three and, you know, take it to the house. And that was not necessarily the case 
back in 93. Um, you, you had some people, of course, but the majority of, of people weren't going to be both uh, kind of that and also then be on defense, right? Because defense is, is a part we haven't really talked about with NBA Jam, but it, it is, it's very important um, to, to what you can do, right? Um, so in thinking about that, I, I, I totally agree with you about Fox being just made for this game, but I do think I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the Celtics are a little more complete for me. Mm. And I feel like you would be, you'd be able to do a lot more combination stuff than having just, just Fox and buddy there. That's, that's my personal choice um, would, would be the Celtics. Dugan, where are you at? I'm with the Celtics too. I think that uh, I think Jalen Brown plays real life NBA jam. He's, he's that athletic, but uh, to, to Thomas's point, the other thing to, to, to come into play here and to think about is that defensive style. It's a great point. It's an underrated point of NBA jam. You know, a couple of things right here. If you're not uh, an NBA jam aficionado or, or, or pro there is goaltending ish, <laughs> right? But these people can jump abnormally high. And so it's kind of a thing, but not really. But there it's like are if, no... it's, if it's extremely blatant, like exactly. if you're, if you're right. in the rim. <laughs> right. So to mention those teams like Clay and Steph, I know what you're thinking. Well, if there's no goaltending, why in Buddy, you know, he's a sniper. Why don't you just shoot the whole time? But there are no fouls outside of that, right? So if you're decent on defense, it makes it kind of tough. You're not even going to get that shot off, especially if you go to shoot and you get hit. It's a lot of fumble ball fumbles there. So I just think that the combination of the athleticism of both Jalen and uh, you know our, our our guy Jason that um, I I just I I don't and, and the size too I mean what what's uh, De'Aaron six three buddies six five six six I I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna match up very well yeah I agree it's a clean sweep I want the Celtics as well um it's it's sad to see De'Aaron Fox go this early because he'd be a great character in this game it'd be like a fun said, combo though yeah yeah De'Aaron and Buddy I mean you got the shooting you got the speed you just don't if one of those guys was six nine six. 610, then it's a different story, totally. but both small guys, they're going to get pushed around. Um, so the Celtics first team to advance. Our next matchup is the number nine seed, the Pelicans with Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram versus the 24 seed of the Rockets with Jalen Green and Christian Wood. Again, uh, number nine seed for the Pelicans is extremely high because they are an extremely trash team, but these two players together are again, Zion might be built for NBA jam, whether he plays a full NBA season or not, this dude would be an absolute monster in NBA jam. Uh, Jalen green, super exciting rookie can jump out of the gym. Super skinny, small guy though. Same with Christian wood, six ten maybe, but another small guy. I, I picked the Pelicans on this one to move on. Uh, Dukes, where are you at? I'm in the same boat. I actually think, you know, just so these picks, I think was a little bit of a group uh, effort, but also, I mean, you know, we're not all, we didn't analyze these picks like mm. down to, to the nitty gritty, but I would say that if I, if O'Shea said, Dugan, here's your picks. I, 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 I think that this team, this combo in NBA jams could really make a run for it all. To be honest with you, there's a lot of underrated things about this combo. Not just the fact that Zion can jump out of the gym. There's also an underrated thing about NBA Jam that when somebody tries, like when you get a dunker like Jalen Brown, and they go to the hoop, if your defense, your defensive jumper is a big enough guy, he can just. It's just a collision in air in front of the rim with Zion. I'm not even really worried about the offense. I think on defense, he's such a massive unit. I would just stand in front of the rim and just jump up and down. I mean, he, he it, it would, it would be a complete block inside of the rim. On top of that, Ingram is 
also athletic, not out of the gym, but he's six and ten. I mean, six nine, huge, uh, long, lanky. Also built for NBA Jam. I actually really, really like this combo. We have them sitting right here, here at a nine seed. Hmm. I think they could go. I'd have them high. I think. I think they could go for a run for it all. Actually, I and I think that I think they're going to make it. You know, even between us, I think they're going to make it further than you would think with their real life situation of the Pelicans right now. Thomas, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know that I can disagree with any of that. I would love to because I watched Jalen Green the other night and holy cow, man, like like when he puts on his Giannis 25 pounds of muscle, like he's going to be unstoppable. Um, but we're not there yet. Uh, but he's running into old Beefcake McGee and Zion. Uh, there's just no way. Uh, uh, totally agree. The, um, the having... Uh, having Zion and Ingram, like they're probably a three seed really <laughs> if, we're, if we're really doing this. So, yeah. All right. Pelicans, the three Oh sweep again. Um, so next we have the 25 seed bulls of Zach Levine and Lonzo ball versus the eight seed jazz, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, Thomas, why don't you start us off here? Sorry, I had a pop-up on my computer. Uh, so uh, this is another one where I'm like, really, that the Bulls team is good. And, and does it need to be that far down? I don't know. But <laughs> this Jazz team is almost as good as that first Jazz team, uh, right? And and Absolutely. I, I don't know. I don't know that they could they could quite beat Stockton and Malone in uh, uh in in the original, but my goodness, this team is this team is stacked. So I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go spider and and uh and go bear. Mm. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think the the Pelicans having the ninth seed, I was like, wow, they got a pretty good break. But the, this Jazz duo getting the eight seed, I think that might be the break of the tournament. And I'm not, I don't mean that. I, I like how the how this is randomly seated, by the way, Foshi. So I don't want you to think that I'm giving you trouble. But when you talk about just a break, man, I'm with Thomas. Whoa, these guys, these two. I mean, we're talking about the. Uh, has Rudy? What's Rudy been in the running for defensive player of the year for the last like five years? We're talking about Donovan, who's just an, an ultra threat, right? In the bubble, was putting up fifty points, mm. uh, fifty buckets. No, 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 no struggle there. I, I kind of hard pressed to think of a duo that would really run them off the court. I actually, I don't like the Jazz. To be me being a Nuggets fan, it's almost sacrilegious to be a Jazz fan. But, geez, I be a good team to pick. That's for sure. Tough. Tough team. Yeah. I, uh, Where are you at, Foji? As much as it hurts because I love the Bulls, I think they're one of the most fun, exciting teams in the league this year. I, I've always loved Levine. Obviously, uh, it was it was a bummer when he left Minnesota, and now he's uh, just – I always liked him, and now he's, you know, he's finally turning into what he should be. Uh, but, yeah, the Jazz, I mean, Gobert is – like you said, he's, he's Zion, just thinner and taller, uh, so he can just jump up and down on defense. Um, and Mitchell is – one of the best scorers in the league, also a, a really good defender, can jump out of the gym still, I would say. One of my favorite players in the well, NBA, actually, is Mitchell to watch. I would take yeah. the Jazz. Also, uh, let's not forget a dunk contest winner. That would mm. definitely play into the this NBA Jam stats. I just want to say Absolutely. something real quick. I feel like the Pelicans would be a team that I would choose if I was, like, one to play fun and have a good thing. The Jazz is when I'm like, oh, I know I'm playing somebody good, and I'm, I'm bringing the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, right. All right, so another 3-0 sweep there. Uh, eventually, we will get to some... Uh, some uh, dissenting opinions, I think, but not here. I don't think. 
Uh, the next matchup <laughs> is the number five seed Lakers with LeBron and AD <laughs> versus the number twenty eight seed Thunder. Of, just, just, I, I mean, of Shea is this and even <laughs> Shea SGA and uh, Lou Dort, which is a bummer because I like Lou Dort, but I'm just going to go. The ahead three and of us pencil. are unapologetic <laughs> Lou Dort fans, but it's just yes. not. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm just so. I'm sorry. There's just no, no way. It was a real tough. Uh, it was actually tough finding two players to put on the Thunder. Uh, <laughs> I honestly forgot. I, I originally wrote down Poku because like, oh, he's just fun. And just like, a, 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 can you imagine him in NBA Jam? Just a seven foot, 180 pound guy running around. And then I looked at the roster and I was like, oh, I totally forgot that Lou Dort is actually on the team. So even though I love him, I totally forgot he was there. Hey, you know what? You, you, you do every once in a while on a combo of NBA jams. You mm-hmm. need the defensive guy who can foul really well and get a lot of strips. That's for sure. Yeah. Dort would be. Dort would be an asset on a lot of NBA Jam teams, but him and Shea is a tough combo together. But damn, matching up against K, uh, <laughs> uh, AD and LeBron, I just you know, RIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one wouldn't be close. So another three zero sweep. Next, very interesting matchup, uh, Eastern Conference. Here we have the twenty one seed Heat of Jimmy Butler and Bam versus the twelve seeded Hawks of Trey and John mm. Collins. Mm. Of this one, I, I could feel going different ways. Twenty one for the Heat. Might be a little high, um, but I I don't know. Like this team, they're just. Would you? I I probably would never pick this team to play with. Honestly, like, I why is that? Think, I just don't think that they would be very exciting to play with. Like I I think Bam would be fun, but they don't have like any. But like Jimmy doesn't. He's a really really good NBA player, but is he a fun NBA Jam player? That's what I'm trying to get at. Like he doesn't really do anything great that I would want to be with on NBA Jam. Uh, I went with the Hawks. I think having Trey. Raiding threes, pulling moves, and then Collins on the dunks and the alley oops. And even though he's not super tall, um, I think he would be able to hold his own on the defensive end and just running a fast break two on one with Trey throwing an oop to John Collins and him dunking on somebody would be a lot of fun. So I went with the 12 seated Hawks. Uh, Thomas, who'd you go with? Uh, reluctantly also went with the Hawks, um, but it was reluctant because I actually really like the heat team. Um, I, I, Jimmy's an enigma, man. I I don't, I never know. Yeah. I feel like I never know what I'm going to get with him. Um, but he's, he's, he's very good. Obviously he's an all-star and he is boring. And that's the best way I can put it. And I think that's what you were kind of speaking to. Like, it's just, it, it feels like a boring team to play with, especially like the combo of them for some reason. Um, the, the team wouldn't be better, but you put Tyler in there instead of, mm. uh, instead of Jimmy. And I think you have a, fu- like a more fun team. Um, I just don't know how to, how to kind of rectify that. I will say like, if we did this a year ago um, before the playoffs, I might not have picked the Hawks, but uh, Trey won me over, man. Uh, the biggest villain in the world. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love Trey. Uh, yeah. Hero would be good too. He might be like the third. That's what I was trying to, I was, I was trying to wonder if we should put, throw a third guy on here, but yeah, he hero would for sure be the third. Um, now if, if we could bring back the, the ninja headbands that Jimmy was able to wear that the coolness factor goes up a little bit, but I'm I'm still going to Hawks (laughs) Dugan. Are you making a clean sweep? Are you going with, are you, you going with heat? No, not that it matters, honestly, but, you know, I've been thinking about this and this is a tough one for me. I actually think that I would pick the Heat, to be honest with Mm. you. I think that in real life, this game of 2-0-2 would be very interesting. I would love to see that because I feel like out of 10 games, it'd probably be pretty close. It'd be a good split. I my And this is where it comes down to your strategy. And I know this sounds kind of ridiculous when you're talking about a video game. But for me, I always, and I know especially because I said that I used to pick the Spurs team, but... 
Sean Elliott had some speaky, uh, some sneaky hops back then. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I like playing with a duo that both are good or better dunkers. I think that's important. On top of that, I also like that Jimmy's defensive rating, both of their defensive rating, the Heat would be a very good mm-hmm. defensive team. Yeah. I think the Hawks would be very a bad defensive team. Even John Collins is terrible on defense. So we, we also have to kind of play in if we're how realistic the stats are, you know, but if we're going off of them, I would go with the Heat. I know that you're right. You are both correct. It would be very boring and it would be much more fun to be flying around with the Hawks. But the Heat, this Heat team, this is a Heat team that I'm picking for, you know, somebody who, I don't know, thinks that they're slick on NBA jams and I'm, I'm just going to come with the fundamentals and, you know, like we're, we're going to put in a little bit of work. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of my strategy. You know, you know as you're saying that, uh, Dukes, I, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking, I was trying to think of the comparable 93 team, right? And I think the comparable 93 team to that Heat team, especially speaking to the defense of what you're talking about there, is that Pistons team, right? Mm. It was like uh, Isaiah Thomas and Bill Ambeer, right? Mm. It's like the, these are teams that are, I mean, that's, that, that was a fun team to play with, but you weren't going to get a ton of points, but you were not going to let anybody score. And um, and, and this Heat team would would also be able to score a little bit. So I definitely see like see that. And I, I think what you said also about the personal um, you know, strategy plays into it because I love one three point shooter and one dunker. Mm, like that right. is like the way I love to play. So I, I think that, I think you make a great point there, but yeah, I and, still go into Hawks. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And you know what you compare into the team. That's a great point. You know, I, I, I should be doing that. And to me, and I know this is a stretch here because I know this was one of the best teams in the game, but just from the, the boring, but defensive, it reminds me of the Bulls team. You, the Scott oh, and Horace Grant combo, you know, and I know that the stats wise, they were, much you know much different back then but yeah it's just kind of like that that team wasn't necessarily fun to play with but you 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 knew what you were getting you could hack the shit out of the next guy and um you know it, it didn't help that scotty was just on he was just a god in that game but you know <laughs> they gave him all of his stats plus jordan's exactly they Jordan. yeah exactly but yeah heat heat for the boring for me but uh obviously um and just just curious if those if that was a real life two-on-two game do you think the Hawks would pull out of 10 if it was a best out of 10 series or, or seven or whatever? Like who's, who's winning that in real life? Do you think? Mm, I mean, I think it's really close. Like, I think either way, I like could a split, see it, I could see okay. it going like six, four, but I would probably in real life, I would probably say the heat. I think, think so. Jimmy could lock down, not lock down, have. but at least slow Trey down and bam could kind of bruise Collins down low. Okay. I'd love All to right. see that, man. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Um, who knows? Might might see the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Both very yeah good teams. Um, all right. So our first uh, dissension, but the Hawks move on two to one. All right. So next we have the 13 seed Grizzlies of Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Triple J versus the Raptors with Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I went with the Grizzlies again. I think they're very similar to. I mean, the the lineup is very similar to the Hawks with a point guard and a tall guy, but the roles are kind of reversed because Ja is the guy that's going to be dunking and, you know, super fast throwing down dunks and triple J is going to be the guy that's outside, uh, knocking down shots. Like he's, he's, he is a, a, a kind of a high flyer, but not as, as much. So I went with, with the Grizzlies. I think they would be an incredibly fun team to play with. Um, and especially now like Ja apparently through the first three games of the year is just knocking down threes all of a sudden. So, um, Arguably, if you're looking at like the most fun player to play with, Ja would be up there in the conversation, probably top five in, in NBA Jam 2021. But I went with the 13 seed Grizzlies. I, I like the Raptors, but again, they, they just 
they don't really do anything for me. I, they kind of got it's a pretty high seat, honestly. A twenty seat for the Raptors feels kind of high. They they should probably be lower, like twenty four, twenty five, maybe. But uh, I went the Grizzlies. Uh, Dukes, where'd you go? I'm right there with you. I think that this probably could be one of the most fun teams for me personally. To Thomas's point before, having that uh, a small size-wise, I know he said he likes to kind of have a shooter, but small and big, like you were saying, I love that personally. That's kind of one of my go-to strategies also because if you have that, if you have that big center that can actually you know, hit a three or something, then you can just kind of camp out and let Ja do his thing. And one-on-one, Ja, had, if he's not a max dunk rating, he's mm. got to be close. I mean, it's got to be up there. I think you just let Ja run. I think you just have uh, Jaron Jackson just kind of hang out somewhere at the three-point line, almost just wait for defense and have Ja just do his one-on-one just crazy, you know, doing the, the NBA Jam stuff. This is a fun team. This is a team that I personally probably wouldn't shoot any threes at all. Maybe, maybe one or two just to get Jaron Jackson, like, believable to step for the center but yeah when you talk about most fun this is something that i have my eyes on i think that uh it would be a great time i i would this would be a no-brainer pick for me grizzlies yeah uh, super easy uh grizzlies also um i can't really uh state anything that y'all <laughs> haven't already said other than to say like uh i fell in love with job playing 2k um mm. i hadn't watched a lot of him honestly like just don't see a lot of grizzlies games um and it doesn't really appeal to me to watch the grizzlies um but uh but playing 2k like really made me go oh this guy he's something different like <laughs> he really yeah. is and uh, i really yeah. enjoy i and since then i've watched quite a bit but i uh, i really enjoy him um really like triple j too like i think that was a perfect combination that you put in there um yeah the, the raptors um it, it was a nice one season thanks Kawhi. <laughs> yeah yeah and and to be honest with you folks this is the last thing i'll say is that when i was looking at this mix or this list i mean I had a bottom five, you know, they, I, no disrespect to anybody, but I think they would be in my bottom five or my top five most boring teams. I, when you say boring team to me, this is just if I'm if I'm scrolling through the search option, I just would never. Ooh, ra- ooh, this Raptors it, it, for me, it's just they're in the boring group. Yeah. Yeah. You're a thousand percent right. Um, like I said, probably should have been lower, but they uh, they got a nice bump after two years ago when they had a good year. Um, Wouldn't right. play them with the purple jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how boring they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the good jerseys. That's about it. Now, if we were talking like uh, late 90s, early mm. 2000s, Vince Carter, Raptors. T-Mac, okay, yeah. that's um, I'm the automatic. Ooh, ooh. VC, T-Mac combo. Oh, yeah. my. It's <laughs> the dream. All right, last pick of the first half of the bracket. So uh, this one, again, not going to spend much time on. The 29-seed Pistons of uh, Cade Cunningham and Jeremy Grant versus the four-seed Clippers of Kawhi and Paul George. I'm just going to go ahead and, again, mark the Clippers down. Uh, I really like Cade Cunningham. I think he's going to be good, but this team is not one that I would ever play with. Um, I don't think I would ever pick the, <laughs> pick the, pick the Pistons to play. And, again, I, I don't like the Clippers either. I don't really like the team. I don't really like both their players, but... Uh, we'll talk more about them when we get to future rounds because they're they are they do have a pretty good squad. Uh, I assume both of you guys are going with the Clippers as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. You know that that combo of Kawhi and PG hasn't quite worked out in real life, right? But man, would that be a dynamic video game duo? They already are way overrated in 2K because they are so mm-hmm. good in NBA Jam's. Just them two. Wow, yeah. that would be <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right, moving on. So the Clippers are in. Uh, moving on again, one we probably don't have to spend a lot of time on is the number three seed Nuggets of Jokic and Murray versus the 30 seed Magic, um, who have Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs. Like Jonathan Isaac, he's fine. But again, a super boring NBA jam player. 
Um, I will yield the floor on the Nuggets to both of you Denver fans. Whether we want to do it now or do it on the next uh, matchup, I assume, I know both of you are going with Nuggets, but would you like to add anything to the conversation about this matchup specifically? I think this just does speak to what I was talking about at the beginning where you have, and, and obviously Jokic is like the perfect example of it, but a, you know, a huge person who could dunk, who can shoot, who, who can make the fun passes too. We talk about the passes, but like passes, mm, like there's strategy true. to that too. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Great defense. Like, I, so yeah, I think this is a, and what a great combination. Like, I really feel this is a, this is a team that could go deep. And uh, as someone who always gravitated toward the nuggets anyway, uh, I would be, ecstatic to play this team yeah thomas and i are biased we will say that up front but he's right he didn't say anything wrong and we did not talk about the passing of this game he thomas is completely right that goes into those deep like there are some passers in this game that literally toss softballs i mean you really have to you know know who your clientele is this also is a team for the running i mean we're talking about last year's mvp come on we're talking about the jamal when he was healthy dropping 50 buckets too like no doubt about it i will say this though not that I would ever, ever pick the Magic to play with, but I'll tell you what would be fun, <laughs> Foshi, is I was just thinking about this. I like your combo. Suggs is going to be a beast, but would, okay, maybe not against the Nugs, but maybe against a lower team like the Cavs or somebody, would you pick the Magic if instead of uh, Jonathan Isaac and the Suggs, it was Mo Bamba and Jonathan mm. Isaac, double seven-footers? Would that be fun or not fun in NBA Jam? Yeah, I, I've, I, I have a... Um a small shack on Mo Bamba Island. I'm still holding out hope. Uh, the Island is decimating quickly. There's not much electricity. Uh, there's not a lot of hope left, but I still like Mo Bamba. Just the idea of him and Jonathan Isaac, you don't really have a ball. I guess Isaac is a ball handler, but yeah, they would still be fun. Again, just Mo Bamba just standing in the, yeah, I guess you could just guard guys at the, at half court and just dare them to try to go by you and just block the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, that combo would be like the Knicks, the, the Charles Oakley and Patrick Ewing combo where it's hmm. just like you could be good or you could get blown out and you're just a complete, just you're rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a more athletic combo of the James worthy Vladdy Divox combo. <laughs> um, but obviously more athletic, but <laughs> oh, love you, Divox. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be a fun team uh, for sure. All right. So the three seed nuggets are moving on. Next, we have the 19 seed Blazers with obviously Dame and CJ versus the 14 seed Timberwolves of Cat and Anthony Edwards. Uh, I will let lead us off, Foshi. You want me to yeah, go? Lead us okay. off. Well, yeah, obviously, lead us like so. The Blazers team, this comes into the conversation where we were talking about shooters. They have no size. They have no dunkers. They have no, not really even speed. Like, at least with Ja, like, even if he wasn't a dunker, he would be fast and could get by guys. That's what you have with Shea, really. Like, he's kind of fast and can get by guys, but the Blazers don't have speed. They don't, they have really great shooting. The Wolves have Cat, who is a seven footer, obviously, and can shoot and can dunk and can pass pretty well. Again, he would just, you could just sit him in the middle and jump up and down. And Edwards, who would be one of the, again, most fun guys to play with in NBA Jam, uh, just speed-wise, dunking-wise. I picked the Wolves, and I don't think it's very close, but I again, I'm biased because I'm a big Timberwolves fan, but th that combination, that's specifically why I went with that combination because I think Cat and D'Lo would be fine. Obviously, he's like the third option, but he's just a shooter and does nothing else for you. Um, here you have a big guy and an athletic freak with Edwards. So I went with, with the Timberwolves and I don't think it's close against this matchup. And there is a very interesting matchup on the horizon. If the Timberwolves advance, uh, 
Thomas, where are you at? Uh, it's T Wolves all the way. You're mm-hmm. exactly right. Uh, this is a team that, like in the Blazers, that I mean, it, it might be fun to get on a streak. It might be fun to get on fire, right, and, and start just hitting right. threes from from half court. But other than that, like you're not going to have you're, you're going to get stopped a lot on defense. Um, you're going to get uh, you know it, you'll probably be in the game the whole time, but it's it's not going to be it's not going to be as fun as as you know uh, running and, and dunking and 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 also having kind of in my opinion the shooting background too. So yeah, it's a um, it's strong team and uh that that t-wolves team is really good like that's 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 if they just had those two players i might be a t-wolves fan but you know what Mm -hmm. they have to round it out and they have poor ownership and they are playing a bad city so sorry yeah well i i i I actually think that you hit it a little bit on earlier because I'm not gonna lie, I thought for sure that it would be the D-Lo cat combo. And I actually like this combo much, much better. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. I just on top of the Trailblazers, and you know I, I'm super salty versus <laughs> Portland because Portland is also uh, you know, the Jazz are like legit rivals for the Nugs. Portland's not legit, but they kind of are, especially over the last five years. Playoff probably. rivals for sure. Yeah, they 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 are. And um I actually agree with all the things that you said that they don't have. I would also include defense. I don't think that they play defense. I think that's, uh, and they're too small. I don't know who would stop you from just giving the ball to cat and going straight line at the hoop. I, I don't know who on that team could stop you. I actually really, really like this cat, uh, and, and Anthony uh, Edwards combo. And I'm scared for the next matchup. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So wolves by a million. All right. Well, that sets up a big matchup in the next round of the three seed nuggets and the 14 wolves, but we'll keep going until we get there. You set that up on purpose too. I know you did. I absolutely did not. I put this in there and this is, this is just how it ranked it. Um, uh, it. All right. Next ranking is the 11 seed Hornets of LaMelo ball and miles bridges versus the 22 seed Knicks with Julius Randall and RJ Barrett. Uh, the Knicks were like one of the hardest teams for me to not even rank, but just like pick two guys from like, obviously it was going to be Randall, but then I was like, who else am I picking? I'm definitely not like picking Derrick Rose because he's older, even though I love D Rose, but he's old. He's an older guy. Like he's not going to be fun to play with. And RJ Barrett was like the only guy I was like, okay, I guess like he's going to be the guy. But again, I, the Hornets, this Hornets team, they might have a low, like this might be too low for them too. Like they could be higher with LaMelo throwing ridiculous passes and bridges on the end of those, just throwing down dunks. They don't have shooting, which could be a problem. And they don't have size. Like that's another problem. Like if they would play a team with size, Bridges is what six eight six nine maybe they don't have a defender that's going to stop anybody and they don't have shooting but man talk about I mean they are the uh the wow they're ranked huh I ranked them higher lower than the Hawks which is interesting but I was gonna say they are they are like the they are kind of like the uh the the ugly not ugly but like the stepsister of the Hawks because Lamelo can't shoot as well as Trey and Bridges might be able to dunk a little bit better than Collins I guess they might be pretty similar and Collins is a little bigger but. Uh, I went, I went Hornets. I don't think the Knicks would be, again, they're kind of, they're not, they wouldn't be very fun to play with. They have nothing really that intrigues me about them. So I went with the Hornets. Uh, Dukes, where'd you go? I think 10 out of 10, the Knicks might probably win that matchup from a video game standpoint, but that's not who I'm picking. I'm picking the Hornets and mm-hmm. I'm not hesitating at all. The Knicks are fine. It's whatever. But who am I choosing? I'm choosing the Hornets purely off of what you were saying. I actually think that Miles Bridges, if he's not a max dunker, he has to be ready. <laughs> extremely close like Ja, they have to be in the high 90th percentile it has to be and Lamelo sneaky hops too he's tall he's like six eight he's got handles we talk about passing he's a wizard with the passing he can also semi shoot right uh, sometimes 
I'm not even hesitating. I actually think that the uh, the Hornets, I feel like they might be a little bit high. I feel like we could maybe slide them more into like that mid-range 15-ish seed. But oh, on this matchup, I'm not even hesitating. I'm, I'm picking Hornets all the way just from a pure fun factor. Thomas, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you, you both said it. Um, the only thing that would have made me consider the Knicks is uh, taking out RJ Barrett and putting uh, Obi Toppin, mm. because I actually think that that would be a really fun, like two, six, nine guys that are just bodying people. I would be okay with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I, I still think like the LaMelo combination, like it, with Miles Bridges, like the, it's just more fun to play. And again, it, it speaks to that for me, like that, uh, that, that consistency of having, you know, people that have very specific strengths that complement each other very well. And I think that that's, uh, that's the Hornets all the way. I, I think that they are a little, I think you probably could have swapped the Hawks and the Hornets. Um, but I, I, I think they're fairly right. Yeah. I think they're big. The detriment to them, folks, is what you said. They're undersized. I think that with the Knicks, they're kind of in the same ballpark. They can play ball. But if you start playing somebody like the Wolves, like uh, the Nugs, somebody who has a dominant big man, I just don't know if they quite have it there. It's not going to be a blowout. But I just don't know if they could hold that in. But at the same time, Lamelo has great hands. So from a defensive standpoint, if you can get away with not necessarily blocking shots and you go for straight like a steel defensive strategy, very easily pull some games out. Yeah, definitely. All right, so three zero for the Hornets. Uh, next is the twenty seven seed Spurs of Keldon Johnson and Dejounte Murray Yeesh. versus the Phoenix Suns six seed Phoenix Suns of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Again, I think we're all going to go Suns here. This the Spurs combo. I mean, looking at some of these other teams, they're right there is like one of the worst combos you can play with. I mean, they're they're fine players, but they would not be fun at all to play with in two or in in, in NBA Jam, and they are not fun to watch in regular NBA. No, like no, they they, they, they honestly, I, I, it's tough because there's a lot. There's a couple really really bad teams in the NBA, but the Spurs might have the worst roster in the NBA. Like I, I, that could be a whole different conversation. But man, they don't have a lot. At least some of these other teams, like the Pistons and. Uh, the Rockets, like at least they're kind of exciting to watch. The Spurs are not exciting, not fun at all. So I'm easily going the Suns here. Uh, yeah, uh, at least the Thunder have Lou Dort. So, <laughs> you know, Spurs don't have that. God, the Spurs are boring. Um, but they were boring when they were winners, too. Like, let's let's just call sure. it what it is. Love Pop. Pop's a great coach and he coaches boring teams. Um, yeah, it's, it's not close. Um, this, I think, is the worst team. And I think you probably could have put them in the 30th spot. I think they could have slid in there. But I will say this. They used to be my number one pick back in the original. They would be probably my bottom three picks of, of this. And it would honestly, this is a team that I'm picking the Spurs if I am truly showing off. If I, <laughs> if I think that I can disrespect you in NBA jams, that's who I'm picking. Because if I beat you with that. You're not allowed to ever play again like that. That's just how that's how it goes. I know that sounds harsh, but they're tiny. And I love DeJounte Murray, by the way. Uh, Keldon was a big, a big help for the USA team. So like re in real life, I, I love those guys. But in NBA jams, there's just not a matchup that I see of them winning. Even even the, honestly, even the Portland matchup, like I mm. still would go Portland on them. I, I, I just don't know who I would pick, uh, who, who would be picking the Spurs before that. But I will say this, and this is what I can't wait to see the next round. This um, Suns team is a very interesting team because Devin Booker is a star, but he's not necessarily like an athletic out of the gym guy. And neither is DeAndre. He's a defensive player, right? But not really an offensive guy either. So what kind of NBA jam strategy would you have to play with them? I actually don't know. It'd be very, it's like a very in-between strategy for me. So thinking about that with the next round, I'm definitely going to keep that in my mind because I, they're, when it comes to jam strategy, they're very unique. Absolutely. Um, all right. So 3-0 for the Suns there, obviously. 
the number next matchup uh, is the number seven seed Mavericks. We have Luca and Porzingis versus the 26 seed Cavaliers, which is Colin Sexton and Evan Mobley. Uh, a very interesting matchup, I feel like. I don't think, you know, if, if you're to say, oh, the number seven Mavs versus the 26 Cavaliers, like most people are going to say, oh, it's the ca- it's the Mavs and the landslide. But obviously Luca is going to win this matchup. But Sexton would be extremely fun to play with. I love Colin Sexton. Cavaliers want to trade him. I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, and I think he's just a, he's, that guy's, he's a dog. Like he fights no matter what. He gets the basket. He has a, a, he's quick. He isn't a great shooter. But they also have Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, who I, I'm, is Porzingis that much better than Evan Mobley? Even though Evan Mobley's only played three games? Like, is it that much of a, a swing that you would take the Mavs over the Cavs? Obviously, I'm going to take the Mavericks because they have Luka. But I don't, in the NBA Jam, I think this matchup is pretty close. If you, if, like you said, dude, if you play this 10 times, I think it's 6-4 maybe. I don't think it's like a blowout. But I, I, I'm taking the Mavs. I think you you hit it you hit it on again, Fochi. I'm agreeing with you all in the first round. But I think that this is one that you could definitely pull this one out. I think you think of KP and Luka, or yeah, you keep KP and Luka, and you think video game, wow, Porzingis is a seven-footer who can do a lot, and, you know, Luka's just a all-world domination talent. But to answer your question, no, I don't think so. I think KP's also soft as melted butter, and I don't mm. think that uh, he's going to be – it depends what your strategy is going to be. He's not going to be a defensive stopper for you. He's also not going to be an athletic he, – he's going to be a dunker because he's seven foot tall, but you don't really not going to give KP the ball too much unless you're double-teaming Luka because Luka's just going to dominate. I think my pick is the Mavs, and it's solely because Luka, I would pick him over both of the Cleveland yeah. players, and that's yeah. that's it. That's it. You both are exactly right. And um, yeah, you might as well have Luca in here by himself rather than with, uh, <laughs> I know that people are not going to like what I'm about to say, but, but KP, a great value version of Sean Bradley. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, great value, Sean Bradley, you're doing nothing. And uh, yeah, oh, I, I think, but, but I do think Luca would, would take them both by himself. So uh, got to go Luca. got to go the Babs. Yeah. Oh my, did this man just, he literally just <laughs> disrespected him with a Sean Bradley just buried, oh. just buried Christophs Porzingis. But yeah, I, I was, oh. as you guys were talking, I was honestly kind of hoping that you would both pick the Cavaliers just because I was, I, I was hoping for, <laughs> it would just be fun. But yeah, I, even if it was like two on one, um, I, I would still take the Mavs. And I think it, I think it honestly comes down to like who has the ball last and I would, uh, Luca yeah. has the ball last, he's going to score. So uh, Mavericks advance there. Um, all right, next, second to last in the first round, the 23 Wizards of Brad Beal and Rui Hachimura versus the 10 seed Sixers of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Maybe this is just Embiid versus Rui, uh, depending on where we play. Brad Beal not, might not be able to play because of he's unvaccinated, and uh, Simmons might not play. So it might just be Embiid versus Rui, and for that reason, I'm going to take the Sixers. I think that they let's say they do play because vaccinations don't count in NBA jam and everyone is super healthy. I would pick the Sixers. I actually think, believe it or not, take the on and off court chemistry away because it's an arcade game. Hmm. And I really like this matchup. We have a, yeah. a pure offensive source in Embiid and a pure defensive source in uh, Ben Simmons. And it just so happens that Ben Simmons is also super athletic that can dunk and he's 6'10. I, the Sixers, du- very probably um what's a good way to turn this uh probably not the like gonna be most voted pick of of players 
But man, I really like that as an under like the radar sneaky, really good team. Honestly, I I I really like the Sixers matchup in NBA Jam. Yeah. Not only do I think you're right, and I'm I'm taking the Sixers, but I think this is the only time I would ever be excited to do anything related to to, to Simmons because <laughs> I think this is a perfect place for him. Like mm-hmm. like you're saying, he's he's an amazing defender and he's competent enough on offense that it wouldn't be ridiculous, and he can dunk and he's huge. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it, it is the more, you know, it's, it's the, again, the more athletic version of, of kind of the double big. And, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. The only thing I'll say about Rui is we have the same birthday. So I almost mm, picked him just for up. that, but, oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough for us, Foshi, cause we love, we're, 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 we're psychotic about Brad Beal, right? Yeah. We, we love him. But, uh, you know, probably not the most popular pick for the Sixers pick, but they also could go on a quite a quite a run here. I mean, I I can't wait to see what happens in these next rounds. Yeah, the defense for them. I mean, if you it would be extremely difficult to score on any of the, either of them because they're well, both just huge. And they're both like if they're if exactly. somebody's going up for a dunk against those guys, like you're just going to press the B button and just shove them out of the way and they're going to win every time. So, yeah, yeah I I, think- I'm excited to see where they go, how far they go and, and what the matchups are for them. Yeah, sorry, folks. She didn't mean to step in on no. you there. Um, I, I just think the way that I think about it like this: you take Embiid and whatever the matchup is the next for the next couple rounds, Embiid versus that team's best player, right, and cancel them out. Which the secondary players on the team are going size wise going to be able to just hang with Ben Simmons? I, I don't. It's not going to be very many. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only, which uh, we'll, I'll say we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, all right, last matchup of the first round, which is a very interesting one. The 15 seed Pacers of Malcolm Brogdon and DeMontis Sabonis versus the 18 seed Warriors, which is obviously Stephen Clay. Um, I'll let, I'll let you guys start us off here because I'm not sure. I, I wrote down one team, but I'm honestly not sure which way I'm going to go. Uh, Dude, which way are you leaning on this one? I don't know. You know, this is a great, this is a really good matchup because one side of me says, well, you can go Stephen Clay and you just shoot, 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 shoot like real life. True. But how are you stopping DeMontis? Okay. Because mm. he actually is very good. And he's big, but could it happen? Yeah, I mean, you definitely can. Um, but I, I, I don't want to go purely. So I, I feel like so far all of my picks have been size based, and it is a big part of NBA Jam. But every once in a while, you can just jack them up there. You catch fire, and then you're shooting half court logos, which <laughs> is real life for these duo. So purely off of that, I think that it could go either way. I really do. If you do ten games. Five five, I mean six four every time probably. I don't know, but purely based off of just, I feel like an NBA Jam possible coin toss because they're two different, totally different strategies. I'm going Warriors Clay Steph mm-hmm. just to see what happens. Nice, okay. Uh, Thomas, where, where are you going? Which way are you leaning? I, I also th- this one was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Um, because of that exact reason, and and it. It does come down to, I'm looking, I, frankly, I'm looking at that second round matchup and I know which way it goes if the Warriors go. I think it's a little closer if the Pacers go. I do. Um, it's not terribly close as we'll get to, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a little bit of a, of, of a better matchup. Um, and for that reason, um, because for me, like I... Uh, the two shooters would be fine, but at a certain point, like you do need someone that can just take it in and someone that can play defense. And those things would be missing 
enough from that team that I don't think it would be uh, worth it. So I'm going to go Pacers. Mm. All right. So we have one Warriors, one Pacers. I will be this deciding vote, which is interesting. Um, I Again, I, as, as the listeners can hear, all three of us, when we first got on to talk about this matchup, had an exasperated sigh that we let out um, because it's extreme. This is, this is, I think there's a couple good matchups, but this one's for sure the closest. Uh, Brogdon is a good player. Sabonis is an all-star, obviously a very good big guy that can do a lot with the ball, handle the ball, shoot pretty well, and, and he's going to cause problems down low. Obviously, I don't need to talk about Stephen Clay, two of the greatest shooters of all time. Um, and for that, I went with the Warriors. Uh, I originally wrote down the Pacers, but then I switched to the Warriors just earlier. Um, kind of for what Dugan said, if they, if both the guys are, are on fire, uh, there's just not going to be any stopping them. And De, De, Sabonis can can get down low and score twos every time, but the Warriors are going to answer with a three every single time. So I, I went with the Warriors. I think too, Foshi, that you know, you people here say these matchups are tough. I'm like, what are you talking about? But it does come down to your playing style. I think there's a couple of things that are underrated, sneaky about this team too. Number one, Steph has probably, if not the best handles in the league, mm. top two, top three. So the fact, the chances of him on the other team stealing the ball from him are, are slow. I know he's small. I know he's small, but Great they do play that into into NBA jams. That he's probably not going to lose that ball very much. On the flip side, also, Clay is not a big guy, but he's a well-known defender. So can he stop the bonus at Sabonis every time? No, 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 no. But do we think that he could get enough defensive stats in his bucket to push him around a little bit? I think that could outweigh the size difference in the Pacers matchup, if that makes any sense. That's kind of my thinking logic. No, that that's a really good point about Clay, and and like I said, I I just felt it was not quite enough, but 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 it makes sense. And not only the handles on the offensive side, but stealing the ball mm. um, is also something that Steph is great at. So, um, and the thing that I love to do the most in that game. So I think in in that regard, uh, maybe I would change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'm tell gonna you go what, Pacers just to keep it legit, but yeah. Here's the funny thing about that Warriors team is it's probably out of all the teams we just mentioned, probably if you play all of those games a hundred times, you'll probably have the least amount of dunks, which is an <laughs> NBA jam staple, but man, it'd be, so it's a totally different game strategy, but man, yeah, I, I could see them, you know, being a fun time to play with for sure. Also in real life, these guys win probably nine out of 10, if, <laughs> yeah. if, if not 10 out of 10. That is also a great point too. That has to play into this for sure. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think any, I mean, Man, I'll tell you what, if they ever if they ever had a side tournament in, in real life, two on two, like, mm. dude, tell me how much those tickets cost. I'm, mm. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up round one. And that matchup was actually our only upset of the tournament so far. Ooh. Every higher seed has advanced. Um, all right. So the Nets and our first game is the number one seed Nets. Their first game since they had a bye, which is obviously Kevin Durant and James Harden versus the Boston Celtics, which is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The one versus the 16 seed. Uh, I mean, I could see it being relatively close, but I still went with the Nets. Uh, KD is is one of the greatest scorers of all time. Like the dude is just an absolute monster. I, I I we've talked about this multiple times on this podcast that I'm not a James Harden fan, but in NBA Jam, I think he'd be a lot of fun. The handles, the shooting, the step back. Uh, the Nets Harden doesn't play defense. KD kind of plays defense. Um, they don't have like, a, I guess Katie's a legit seven footer, but he's super skinny. So they don't have a huge guy, which might come into play later. Um, but I think they would overpower the Celtics and be able to, to take on Tatum and Brown. Um, Dukes, where are you going? I'm also going the Nets. I, you know, sorry, Tatum. I think it would be a fun matchup to see. I don't think it, it would be semi close. I do think that, 
But this Nets team kind of feels to me like it would just be an outscoring team. They're not, you're not really going to have a whole lot of crazy defense, but I feel like you're just going to outscore your opponent. The other thing that I think about with KD specifically is I would honestly, it would be from an NBA jam perspective. I don't know how I would guard him necessarily because they might, they might give him stats on, on, on being able to be pushed around a little bit, but if they don't and they kind of plant him as a sturdy player from a, shot blocking perspective even if the guys can jump higher that means kd can also jump higher and i just don't know how many people are actually going to be able to block that jump shot and we know kd he's not going to be missing very often i just don't know how you stop that combo from a defensive standpoint so nets for me yeah and we have any like we're you know kd would be on fire probably the whole game and then you still have harden who's like one of the yeah and then and then you, exactly right yeah thomas you make it a clean sweep or are you sticking with the celtics no, absolutely a clean sweep. Um, and I actually think this is a for the for the matchups we have left, I think it's a pretty fair matchups in term a matchup in terms of like this is clearly a one and a 16. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's where we're at. Um and the, the other thing I wanted to point out is this is a team that in the nets that you could theoretically also have a second team in here. If you had Kyrie and Blake as a mm. team, they would also go deep in this tournament. Um, it, it just is what it is. And so um, it, it's, it's really interesting. The, the, point about KD is spot on. Um, you know, if they get, they get the arm length, right. Uh, on the, uh, on the little figure there that no one's going to stop him ever. Uh, so yeah, that's all the way. Yeah. Fushi, I'm just curious. Uh, do, why Paul Millsap didn't make the cut for that team. <laughs> yeah. He's like on the, the fifth or sixth uh, edition, <laughs> him and uh, him and Deandre Jordan are together <laughs> or him. No, Deandre's not even there anymore. Him and uh, LaMarcus. Even, yeah. Him and LaMarcus are together. Two power forwards. that are slow. There is an all Millsap edition where you can have him on every team he's been on, but it, that's not right. Wow. Now. You want to talk about LaMarcus, Paul Millsap. What a combo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like 10 years ago when they were, you know, Paul Millsap on the Hawks and, and the Marcus on the Blazers. I don't know. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, next, next matchup, which is uh, every matchup in this second round is pretty interesting, but this one is one of the more interesting. Uh, I feel like the number nine Pelicans of Zion and Brandon Ingram first, the number eight, Jazz, which is Donovan Mitchell and Rudy. Wow. 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 Uh, Thomas, do you want to start us off here? Which way it is super, uh, man, it's tight. I mean, if we're talking about out of 10, five out of five, I feel like it's, it's a dead split. Probably. I got to tell you this matchup makes me want to play this so bad. Mm, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is the game that you <laughs> yes. live for right yes. here. Yes. Uh, again, two, we, we talked about it when we brought them up, but these are two teams that could have been ranked easily three and four. Right. Um, it, it just is what it is. I think my, I think I'm going to go the jazz and I think it's very, very close. And, but I do think that combination is just, it's just a little tighter. It's just a little stronger. The, the talent is just a little better on both sides. It's not much. It's so close, <laughs> but to me, like Mitchell's the difference maker. He's, he's the best one on the court. And I think, I think that's what does it for me. I, I, that is so tough. Foshi, I need you to go next. I mean, this is just, it's too, it's too tight. It's too tough. Okay. Well, as much as it hurts me to lose Zion this early, I'm going with the jazz too. Um, I think like Thomas said, I think these teams are so incredibly close, but I think the jazz are the better version of this Pelicans team. Rudy is better on defense than Ingram. Ingram might be better offensively, but when they have Rudy's defense is all the way up, like Zion might get him a couple times, but Rudy's going to win that matchup probably seven or eight times. Even if, even if Zion goes up for a dunk, Rudy's going to block him. Um, 
uh, in the matchup of Ingram versus versus Donovan, I'm taking Ingram or Donovan. Um, just a better, well-rounded overall player, better shooter. Might not be as long, but better shooter, better dunker, quicker. But again, it, it hurts to lose Zion this early because he is the Sean Kemp of uh, NBA Jam 2021, and this game is is really made for him. But I think the Jazz are the better overall team. I, I I'm 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 really struggling with this. I think both of you are probably right. It pains me to say that. I feel like it's probably you know millimeters as far as inch you know. But I do think that there is a I I I would go with these Pelicans. I I I think I would probably pick them to play, even though I know that the Jazz are rated higher. I think that Thomas had a good point to where. They probably inch Donovan out. You know, they probably stats wise have Donovan, you know, beefed up compared to um, uh, compared to uh, I'm sorry, Ingram, even though his size is there. But, you know, it's just it's an interesting thing because both I I would assume that both Zion, we know for sure uh, Rudy would not have dribbling attributes so he would be getting swiped all the time but i think zion might also he's big so he might not be able to push him but the swipe might be a sneaky play against him and if that's the case then you come down to the offense guards that's where i think donovan could even possibly out muscle ingram because he's so skinny Mm -hmm. oh man i don't know i truly feel like this you put this into an algorithm it (laughs) could go either way but yep. I, you know, either way, I think we have the Jazz, so I, I just have to go with that. But since I'm a Nugs fan, I'm I'm gonna just for the middle finger to them. I'm gonna um, <laughs> pick the Pelicans, I guess. But man, this right here, Thomas hit it right on. This is exactly why you 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 pick up NBA Jam for these kind of matchups. Yeah, and like 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 you brought up, I think if I'm picking the teams, I'm picking the Pelicans. I think probably because yeah. just they're more fun, they're more high flying, yeah, all who, that yeah. stuff. But yeah, if who I think is winning, I'm taking the Jazz. So yeah, all right. Well, the Jazz advance, and that is a in, another interesting matchup coming up in the next round between the Nets and the Jazz. Uh, our next matchup is the five seed Lakers of LeBron and AD versus the twelve seed Hawks, Trey Young and John Collins. Uh, I, 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 when I wrote this down originally, apparently I picked the Hawks, but I think that was foolish. So I'm going to pick the Lakers. I think they're just too big. They have too much size, have too much muscle. Trey is like, might as well just stand on the offensive side and not even come down on defense um, because he's going to get embarrassed down there, just dunked over, bullied. And the Lakers, I, I, the more, you know, the Lakers, I think, win in a pretty big landslide. If you put this 10 times, maybe the in NBA Jam style, maybe the Hawks get one because Trey's just on fire the whole game and doesn't miss. But it's probably nine to one, ten zero. Uh, it looks like you guys are are all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep this short and, and, and sweet for you. I don't think that there's one statistical category that the Hawks are going to take the Lakers in, and even for you to give them one game uh, out of the ten, I think in this matchup is is generous. So uh, it's a landslide for me. They barely got by the Heat. They're definitely mm-hmm. not getting by the Lakers. It's not close. All right, Lakers move on. Next, we have a, uh, an under uh, a very uh, interesting matchup again. I think the 13 seed Grizzlies of Ja and Triple J versus the four seed Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. Um, I kicked off the last one, so Thomas, let's go to you. Who are you picking in Grizzlies and Clippers? What's your rundown? Well, we talked about the chemistry issues in real life, uh, where they're not quite on the same page. They never have been. It, it doesn't feel like they will be for the Clippers, uh, for Kawhi and PG, and and. I just, I think that team is really strong and they, and in NBA GM specifically would be very, very hard to beat. Uh-oh. He and wants to do it. 
He wants to do it. I have to go Grizzlies. Mm. Uh, I have to go Grizzlies because I do think that it's it's one of those. It's the one where they're like, we just talked about the one in the 99. This may be the one. But to me, I think it's the one that they can get it done. I think Ja is going to be, it would be so talented in this game. And again, I'm a, a big fan now. Uh, <laughs> I think he would be so talented in this game that he would be able to, to get through the defense. He would be able to, to also make some stops that, mm. that um, you know, I think would be necessary. Um, I think Triple J has it locked down, um, you know, from, from three and, and, and really just any of the, any of the jumpers in there. So I it, it may not be the one that, that goes, but it's the one I'm going to throw all my uh, throw all my coins into, which is let's go Grizz. Yeah, I hear you. Poshi, I'm going to take this one because I think yeah. we're going to need a tiebreaker here. I, I just mm-hmm. spoiled my pick. The thing about this is out of all these teams, I had you, I sent a couple to you that I said, whoa, 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 we got to readjust here. Video game versus real life. Thomas is completely right. I The Clippers were one of the biggest ones that I think I was like, whoa, whoa, we got to bump these guys up the list here. In the video games, this is the thing that 2K has done forever. Kawhi can play 20 games in the previous season, and they still give that man all high 90s. I mean, it doesn't matter. His health, all that stuff. So if we're talking video game statistics, and we're talking about the overall quality, not you know how many games or the chemistry, all that stuff that Thomas was talking about, I don't know very many teams, in my opinion, that can take this Clippers. I actually think that you can have people that guard, and you have Kawhi almost play. He's such a you know six nine built like a rock, has hands the size of I don't know, you know, boulders. The guy is a defensive juggernaut. Paul George is an offensive juggernaut, even though I know everyone makes fun of him in the playoffs. But overall, you can't deny the guy's offensive ability. I think that you could actually match up Kawhi with J- Triple J. I don't think it would be too crazy. And I think that overall, the size between PG and Kawhi could stop part of the dunking ability from Ja, and even though to that last conversation that we had, who do I want to pick? I do not want to pick the Clippers. I want the, the, the yeah. Grizzlies. I want to have fun with them. But overall, I think if you run this through a simulation, I for me, it's the Clippers. And I actually think that when you talk about um, you know top three teams, you you gave the Nugs a three rating, which I you know of course really appreciate. But I think you know the Clippers from a video game perspective could could be in that top four, top three. Ranking also, I'm going Clippers. Foshi, hit us with a tiebreaker. This hurts because I, I, you both have made, I mean, just incredibly compelling arguments here. And this is one. So when I made my original thing, I wrote them all down. And then I actually went back, like, as I was doing matchups, I circled games that I really thought would be close. And this is one that I've circled um, among some other ones. But you know, Thomas talked about the Grizzlies, made a lot of good points about John Triple J. Dugan with, with the Kawhi and PG, you know, it's a video game. So all of the chemistry and all that stuff, injuries are, are out, out of the table with NBA jam. Oh, this, this one hurts um, because I, I absolutely love the Grizzlies. I love Jai is probably one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. And I absolutely hate the Clippers. I don't know why I just, I cannot stand that team and that players, but I think I got to go with the Clippers. Um, mm. Like you said, I think, Either either matchup, I think you can put Kawhi on Triple J, PG on Ja. You can put Kawhi on Ja. You can put PG on Triple J. And I don't think it, it it's it's a loss either way. They're both really good defensively. They're both good offensively. High flying if you need them to. I think the Clippers are just a more yeah. well rounded and uh, veteran style team. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, two, a couple sneaky attributes here for this team. I, and this is only speaking to myself and for my playing uh, style. But one of my playing styles is what I, what I really – and this is why I think that they would be sneaky good. Because I think the one thing that we cannot deny is that this game would give Kawhi and the Claw, his mm-hmm. swiping ability would yes. be unbelievable. And if you yeah. match him up against the center, one of the keys to NBA Jam is if you have a good th- – defensive swiper you swipe the shit out of that center when they get the ball i think Kawhi could just honestly dominate a, a lot of bigs in this game and then if you it's not here's the thing about Kawhi. he's gonna just go also he's, he can dunk he's high and we know paul can i think they would also give the the second sneaky attribute is i think they would give pg uh some, some serious jumping ability because pre niece even after knee surgery he can still get up not quite like he used to but he is he, he, he was always known as a jumper so uh you know who knows you all convinced me that I was definitely picking with my heart and not my head. Uh, the Clippers is obviously the right choice. It's but, a hard one uh, to go with. Yeah. It's a hard one to go with there, Thomas. But I don't think either way, I think that's a fun, man. That Grizzlies team would be a great time, though, man. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, one of the most fun teams to play with for sure. But we wave goodbye to them right now. We have, uh, all right, we'll move into the bottom half of the bracket. Should we wait? Should we do the Nuggets and Wolves? Let's do it last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's do All it right. last, yeah. So Nuggets Wolves will be our last game that we talk about in round two. Uh, next round, which is another interesting one. Uh, the 11 seed Hornets of LaMelo and Miles Bridges versus the six seeded Suns, uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go out and say I picked the Hornets, to be honest. Um, I, I, I Kind of what Dugan talked about earlier. I think Devin Booker is a very good offensive player. Uh, one of the best offensive players in the NBA. DeAndre Ayton is big, but he doesn't have really an offensive game, I don't think. And I think you could match up either. He's, you know, he would probably dominate LaMelo because LaMelo is tall and skinny. But if you put Bridges on him, I think Bridges, like Dugan just mentioned, the swiping. I think he's going to be able to swipe the ball from him, steal the ball, play a decent amount of defense on Ayton and be able to hold his own. And on the offensive side, I don't think either one, like Aiton's a pretty solid defender. Booker, I, I don't think he's a good defender. So I think either one of those guys is going to be able to get around. And then the Hornets have decent shooting. So I, I picked the Hornets. I think it's an interesting matchup, 11 versus a six. Um, and I think either way, it's 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 pretty split. But I went with the Hornets. Um, Dukes, which way did you go? It's interesting. I think, I don't. again, I, I don't know if this is the popular you know decision or, or thought here, but I actually agree with you. I think that the Suns are a hard team. Here's the way that I put it in my head. I think this matchup, I think this this Suns duo is a great duo for, I don't want like a foundational or a normal basketball game. Mm -hmm. But for NBA Jam, I just don't know how it works. You can definitely win some games with them for sure. But if you said, who do you want? I'm picking the Hornets just because of the NBA Jam the, the, the attributes of these two that lend them towards the jam side of things in a 2k matchup. I'm going to pick the suns 10 out of 10, right. but NBA jams. I'm also going Hornets. Nice. Interesting. I, I was not leaning that way. I, I thought Thomas might have to be a tiebreaker there, but all right, Thomas, what do you think? You making a clean sweep or are you sticking with the, the six seated suns to give them a win? Clean sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything that you just said is, is what I was thinking. I, I was trying to put it together after the last round. I think that the Suns complement each other in the wrong ways. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what it is. And especially for NBA gym, I think again, in, in, you know, the NBA, absolutely like great in 2k great. 
But when you look at what NBA Jam needs, they are outmatched in almost every single category by this Hornets team. Um, you know, except for maybe, uh, you know, the, the, maybe the dunking ability could be there for Booker, right? Um, but other than that, it's just, it's not as close of a matchup as the numbers would make it seem. That's for sure. I, I think the Hornets pretty easily win this one. Nice. All right. Well, the 11 seed Hornets uh, into the uh, Sweet 16. Yeah. Nice. Or the, no, Elite Eight. Nice. All right. Um, next up is the seven seed Mavs of Luca and Porzingis versus the 10 seeded Sixers of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, probably had the Sixers too high, but again, we'll, we'll just, it is what it is with these seedings. Um, Thomas, what are you, what are your thoughts here? What do you think? Well, I can't back down on my comments about uh, Porzingis now. So uh, <laughs> I, Sixers, I think, uh, have this one. Again, I think the the, the, the t- two giants that complement each other fairly well. Again, the exact opposite of what I just said about the Suns. Um, and just uh, they're not going to be stopped. They, they're just not going to be stopped. I think that Luca will get enough and will do as much as he absolutely can in this matchup. It's going to be close. I think the Sixers got it though. I just think that size and, and the strengths that they specifically have and that defense, I think it's going to be too much. Hughes, where, where, where are you leaning? 10 out of 10. I'm going Sixers. It, mm-hmm. It's not even close to me. I, I would not pick the Mavs ever. Oh, I, I think that out of all of these players to me personally, and maybe this is just real life, uh, you know, thinking come into play here. I think that KP is the most number one overrated player in this pickup with somebody who you think would dominate a game, but I actually think would be the most detrimental to an NBA jams game. All the things I said about the Sixers still play here. And I actually think that it is a blowout, even with Luca. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I have the Sixers as well. Um, I think the only thing that, could come into play later on with them is just the shooting. Like they have zero outside shooting, but again, NBA jam, you're not really worried about shooting. You just want big guys that can play defense, get stops and dominate on the other end. And I think the Sixers have that with, you know, you have uh, Ben Simmons with ball handling defense, big guy. You have, you have Embiid defense down low shooting is not terrible. It's it's okay. And then uh, just a massive human being that no one's going to be able to push around. So I, I want Sixers as well. So clean sweep Sixers are in, and they will play the winner of the 18 seeded Warriors of Stephen Clay versus the number two seed Bucks of Giannis and Middleton. Um, I, I I went Giannis and Middleton. I, I think it's it's fairly easy. I think Giannis would absolutely dominate um, this matchup. Like Middleton might not have to play, um, just because you would get Giannis going downhill on the offensive side, and he would be dunking and just destroying both of these guys. And then on the defensive side, it would be incredibly difficult to shoot over Giannis. Um, Middleton is a good defender, good shooter, came up clutch for them in the NBA. Probably not the most uh, entertaining, exciting NBA jam player, which is a solid role model or a solid uh, sidekick for Giannis, who would be an incredible monster like he is in the NBA to play with an, an NBA jam. Um, so I went with the Bucks. Uh, Thomas, how about you? It's, it's ironic, I think, that uh, Middleton's on the Bucks for what I'm about to say because I, I he reminds me of if Ray Allen ever was in NBA Jam. 
Like I, I think that their skill set, uh, Middleton and, and Ray Allen, in terms of NBA Jam specifically, would be very complementary. Like I think they would be pretty, pretty, uh, you know, pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I think the the Bucks easily have this one. Um, it, maybe not easily. I think they'll like, certainly the Warriors will get a few shots off and uh, and that. But there's just I just don't think there's any competing for what I think is an, an extremely traditional NBA Jam team uh, with the Bucks. Yeah, Dukes, you make a clean sweep. Yeah, I agree. I think it, that's actually a great way that Thomas ended it. I think as far as NBA Jam duos go, this is the duo of like this is an NBA a true NBA Jam duo. This is a duo. Obviously, they would pick it, you know, because it's the their top two players. But this is a staple for like a staple team. And I actually don't think it's. I, I'm gonna. The only thing I disagree with Thomas is that I don't think it's close. I actually think that this was a be a massive blowout, ten out of ten every time. I'm sorry. Warriors fans, but it, it's 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 quick. But I will be honest. I'm immediately looking for that that uh, next round, which is mm. a, a very interesting. We might have the most second, the second most interesting matchup coming up. Mm. All right. So last matchup of the first round, it is the number three seed Nuggets with uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray, owned by Dukes and Thomas, versus the uh, number fourteen seed Wolves of Cat Edwards and myself. All right. Dugan, you want to kick us off? What do you think? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to state this by saying this, but if you haven't caught the, the vibe yet, that both Thomas and I are Nuggets fans. Okay. But I think that we've been pretty fair on already our picks on who we would like to pay, play versus who we think would win, especially in a simulation uh, territory. All of that is to be said that who am I picking? It's the Nuggets. There's no doubt about it here. Let me hear me. Hear me out though. Okay. Number one, I think I just think Jokic is monumentally better than Cat. I think Cat is great. I think Jokic is literally one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he's already the Nuggets' number one franchise player. He's only five, six years in, or whatever it is. I just think that the the ability of Jokic is there. Now, does that translate to NBA jams? Not quite. And that's where the interesting thing is: is I could definitely see where and why you would want to pick Cat. So if my Jokic, if I herald Jokic so high, then for me, it comes down to who that secondary player is. And I just think that overall stats wise, you're got to give it to Jamal over Ant. Ant is going to have the high flying ability, but Jamal also can jump. I mean, we, 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 they, they got to give him a little bit of bunnies. He's probably not going to be in the same boat, but every other stat category, I think you have to give to Jamal. And because of that, in the combination of Jokic, what I think would be bodying cat from a physical standpoint. I think they would, I actually think they would make Jokic much bigger than he actually is now. I think they would probably video games love making him like the old Jokic, like the 400 pound Jokic or whatever. And, and because of that, he is not going to be getting the dunks and the speed and all of that. So realistically, this might be a bad pick, but I just, I, 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 I see the nugs pulling this out and maybe it's just because of my true love for Jokic. And I'm okay with admitting that by the way, if that is the wrong pick, Thomas, what do you think, man? I think that you were probably right about Jokic if the MVP season hadn't happened. I think with the MVP season, I think hopefully the games would give him his due and, and he wouldn't be 400 pound Jokic, just 350 pound Jokic. Uh, and, you know, um, be a little more Russian mafia and a little less Russian on the couch. But I, I do feel like... Um, I think you're right too about cat and, and this game specifically. Like, I think, 
I think it's it's really it becomes very interesting because he is the player that you would want to play. Like he is again that archetype of that person who's just gonna go and jam it right in your face. He's gonna get some good defensive looks as well. And your point was spot on to what I was thinking, which is that Murray's better than Edwards. So it, because of that, I I agree it's a slim margin, and I I'm actually as much as I love the Nugs, I'm, I'm a little sad about it because I think Kat and, and Edwards be really fun to play with. And I, I just don't think it's, I just don't think this matchup does them any favors. Yeah. I think Foshi, I think that I would 100% play with this Wolves team. I think it'd be very fun. And I think the deciding factor honestly comes down to that's kind of out of our hands, but I think it's just how much the game gives Jokic's defensive rating specifically when it comes to shot blocking or jumping in the air. If they don't give him a whole lot of grace there, I think Cat could easily run away with that matchup. I really do. So I think it comes down to factors that you don't necessarily know which way it could go, which isn't also a strong, you know, point. But to Thomas's point, I do think I don't think that this is a blowout. And I could easily see if Thomas would have just said, Hey, Dugan, listen, you're being a homer now, man, and I, I'm picking the wolves. I don't think I would be upset with that. I think it's that close of a margin where I, I think in a simulation, I think this really could go either way. Let me be clear. I know, I know Jokic is Serbian and not Russian. I'm just making the point about the Russian mafia. <laughs> he does look Russian. Though. Looks very Russian. Yeah. So I went with the Nuggets as well. Um, oh, I think the Wolves wow. are the more fun team to play with. Oh, NBA James style it. would be more fun to play with. Uh, I think, obviously. Edwards is an athletic freak, would be dunking on a lot of people, would be uh, the shooting is questionable. Murray has him in the shooting. Murray is also athletic, which is interesting for, for a guy his size. But Cat is a more athletic player than Jokic, but Jokic is a better like one-on-one guy. I think, like I said, I think the, the Wolves would be more fun to play with. I would pick them more often than not over the Nuggets, if depending on like who I'm playing against, what team it is. And it's a bummer that these two, I mean, not a bummer, but it's fun that we had this conversation. They matched up against each other, but any other team in this bracket um, matching up against it would, I would probably pick them over those, that team, but the, the number three seed nuggets move on here. All right. Love it. Love it. So elite eight uh, going into the final four, we have the number one nets of Durant Harden versus the number eight jazz of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. It's the it's it's got to be the Nets. Um, I don't think it's it's entire. I, it could be close, I guess, but I think the Nets are going to win. I think KD and Harden, just their offensive prowess is so much better. And on the offensive side, Gobert is basically a zero. Uh, he can't shoot. He's going to be dunking, I guess, a little bit. But even then, it's going to be because he got down the floor first and just threw down like a lame two handed dunk. Um, the Nets with Durant and Harden, I think, are just more high flying, more entertaining, much a lot more offensive for me. Uh, Dugan, you're looking a little exasperated over there. What, yeah, I, what I don't. I, I, it's much harder for me. I gotta be honest with you. It's much harder for me. I would one thousand if I'm picking my user pick. I'm picking the Nets ten out of ten, but it's like to play with. Mm-hmm. But to win though, it's difficult because you're right. Rudy is a hard zero. Well, not necessarily hard zero on offense. I mean, he's, he's, he's gigantic, but so is KD. So it's hard. I actually think that the X factor here is how the game, what the game gives to James Harden, because if James is not quick and shifty, like he is in real life in the game, then I actually could see the jazz really coming away. But overall, I just think that, 
again, I think this is a situation where you're going to outscore. There is no defense. And if you're outscoring, you're outscoring one offensive player, not two. If you get around the defense, I think what happens is probably we do the strategy for me. If I'm playing, I do the strategy we talked about before where I try to just lure Rudy outside because KD, you have to stick with him. And then it's a James Harden versus Donovan matchup. And if he's as shifty as he is in real life in the game, I'm picking James in that matchup. So that is a long winded way of saying, I actually think that that I would love to, like if we were watching, if we were watching Twitch, I would watch that stream, that playoff matchup. No doubt about it, but I, th- I think I'm picking Nets. Mm. All right, Thomas. Yeah, you have two great, uh, you know, players, meaning like real life people who are controlling those two teams. My goodness, what what a matchup that actually would be. But ultimately, I do think the offensive onslaught is is too much even for Gobert's defense. Like, I just don't think he can stop both of them enough um, to to make up for his lack of scoring. Because no, I, I know he's maybe not an absolute zero, but he's you know, it's not, it's not good (laughs) either. Right. And so, um, so I do think like the Nets win, I think they do so pretty strongly, but I would be really interested to see if someone was a real solid defensive uh, player and and they could, they could handle Gobert. It it would be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. I think um, I, you know, I I already picked the Nets, but I think Harden, even if Harden and uh, uh, Donovan were like, the same, like their stats were the same. They're overall, they were both like an 89 overall. I just think Katie is so much higher than, yeah. than, uh, than Rudy. So they're moving on. So our first team in the final four is the one seated nets next on the matchup, a battle for LA. Um, every, the, we always want this matchup in the playoffs, but never get it, but we are here to give it to you. The number five Lakers of LeBron mm. and AD versus the number four Clippers. So five mm. versus four here, uh, mm. Clippers of Kawhi and Paul George. Whew, wow, this is a great matchup. If this was a seven-game series, it's a thousand percent going seven games. And I, I'm going to let you guys go first because I honestly have no idea which way I'm going. Uh, who would like to start and possibly I, sway me on this matchup? I, I I'm honestly not sure. I don't know if, if Thomas has a pick. I don't know <laughs> if I have one either. I think that this Clippers duo in a video game world is the real deal. I really do, but. Even old LeBron, I mean, we're talking video game LeBron, right? Like, I, I honestly don't know. Thomas, are you leaning either way? I don't know, man. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but, but, you, but, but you're right, and that's why, is because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I know what video game LeBron does, right? But I also know what we just talked about with this Clippers team and, and them being a really, really complimentary team, uh, a really, again, fundamental NBA jam team. I feel like, and this is hard because I think Paul George becomes the weak on yes. this, yes. on this sport, yes. which isn't exactly fair, but it, but it is true. And then it comes down to is Kawhi enough to beat both of them? And man, I just don't know. Uh, it's really close for me. Just just on a whim, I'm gonna say I think I have to go Lakers. Yeah. I just think LeBron yeah. and AD are a little too much. I, Give Kawhi another partner, not necessarily on the Clippers. Give him anybody else. Maybe maybe they they push him. But and that's no disrespect to 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 PG because you know people do that to him enough. But <laughs> but he you know I, I just think he's the weak link of this foursome. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, hearing you speak about it, I think I'm in the same boat. You know, I think that Paul, you know, you think about Kawhi and the AD matchup, which already right off the bat is kind of tough. Right. But the thing that we said about Kawhi, at least I did last time was that his defense is the real deal. His swiping ability is the real deal, but also like AD is going to be good with the ball though. I don't see him just letting that ball go. You know, I, I, he, he's a point guard in a seven foot, body so I don't think you're going to run into the same issues that we had last round and then it just kind of goes down to do we think that video game LeBron could be stopped by video game Paul George and vice versa and I think that LeBron's defense could shut down uh, Paul George and and LeBron's always no matter if even if he's 50 video game LeBron is always going to be able to dunk like that is all they will never have a game that he is not going to be a fierce dunker AD can play defense when he wants to. I think that he also is a big enough body that his defensive strategy could be that body to body blocker that we talked about in NBA jams, which is a strategy all in its own with that combination, even though man, would I like to see the simulation stats on that? I think I have to go Lakers too. Mm. All right. Well, Lakers are in, but as you guys are talking, I, I, uh, I wrote down the Clippers. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe just to be a dissenting opinion, but I think the defense of, Kawhi is, is a game changer and they're both really good offensively. Um, again, I think it, this, this game is a total coin flip. Like I could see either one going, if it was seven games, it's a thousand percent going seven games. And it's one of those where I could see like the Lakers having at the end of the series, it's like the Lakers are like plus one for, for point differential. It's that close. Right. So uh, the Lakers move on, um, but not in an easy choice. That's for sure. Let's move uh, to the bottom of the bracket. We have the number three nuggets of Jokic and Murray versus the 11 seed Hornets, the Cinderella story of this bracket so far of LaMelo and Miles Bridges. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to spend a whole lot of time on this. The Hornets had a great run, but I'm picking the Nuggets. Um, I think they're just, they're, they're two, they have clearly have the two best players in this matchup. And I don't think it would be close if it was 10 times. I think they probably win easily 10 out of 10 in a video game world. Um, Jokic and NBA Jam would be great. And uh, Murray is going to be great, too. I, I just don't see how the Hornets come out with a W here. Uh, Thomas, what are you thinking? I was going to say that I, I wish the Hornets would have been in one of the other, uh, you know, the other stacks. And then looking at every other team in the Elite <laughs> Eight, they would have lost everyone. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's particularly close. I think uh, the, the talent and the skill level of the Nuggets just, just far supersedes the, the Hornets right now. I mean... I, you know, I have to go nugs, but I got to be honest with you guys. I feel like there's a, still a real possibility. And this is even what kind of had me back reservation wise a little bit for the Wolves matchup, which is I just think that, and here goes all sad Homer crying over here. I think there's a real chance that Jokic gets screwed out of his stats on these games. I think it happens in all the uh, 2K games, to be honest with you. They finally give him a little bit of credit, but there's a real chance that he just actually isn't that good of a 2K, uh, 2K uh, an NBA Jams player. But with me thinking the fact that he should be, and that he is lighter and more versatile than actually a lot of these video games give him credit for. You, you got the other thing in NBA jams, you don't have to run up and down a full court. You, the court's like four steps. So that's the thing is, will his skills just, you know, if, if the thing that's holding you back from a, uh, an NBA jam perspective is that he, his unathleticness, which is real. I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing in NBA jams because everything is so tiny and the jumping is out of the gym. I just, I just feel like he would hang in there. So I'm going nuggets too. All right. Nuggets clean sweep. 
So to round out the final four, we have another uh, unbelievable matchup of the number 10 seed Sixers with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid versus the number two Bucks of Giannis and Middleton. <sighs> I mean, yeah, another another one that, that, that harkens back to, I mean, all uh, honestly, all three of these matchups with the Nets, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Sixers, Bucks would be absolutely incredible to watch. Um some of the, the best NBA, just NBA players in the league and also some of the best NBA uh, jam players. So if you, man, I mean, you have the Sixers defensive duo of Simmons and Embiid versus the Bucks with Giannis and Middleton. I'll, I'll, I'll throw mine out there first and then we can, we can see where we land, but I think I'm going Sixers. I think I would take, Embiid up against Giannis and Simmons to guard Middleton and guard and shut kind of shut him down as much as you can on defense. Um, and even if Giannis kind of kind of hurts Embiid, um, scores on him a lot, I think I would still take um, the Sixers. I think Embiid on offense is going to be unstoppable, and I think Simmons in a is is NBA Jam like he is a great NBA Jam player. He can't shoot. He can't do much else, but he's going to be able to dunk. He's going to be able to get to the rim. He's going to be able to play great defense. I'm taking the 10 seed Sixers over the the number two bucks in this matchup. Uh, Thomas, am, am I crazy or which way are you going? I can't believe that you said all of that. I had our 100% right. <laughs> just 100% <laughs> right. The, the, the answer is the Sixers. I just, I, I agree. Like just what a perfect NBA GM team. And you don't need the scoring from the outside. Um, I've talked about wanting a shooter and I like having a shooter and also Embiid could do some of that, right? Like we, we don't need Simmons to do that. He could be the defensive, uh, you know, uh, captain on the team and Embiid is going to get some defensive uh, work as well. It's not going to be just Simmons. So um, I, yeah, I just don't think even as strong of scorers as Middleton and, and Giannis are like, I just don't see in an NBA jam setting, them getting past this, this giant Sixers lineup. Yeah. I would love to see uh, like Giannis driving downhill and either Simmons, Simmons or Embiid meeting him at the rim and seeing who wins that matchup. Yeah. Uh, Dugan, so the Sixers are in, but are you making, I know. It? Yeah. It, it doesn't quite matter, but that's the thing. I'm really, really, really going hard over here. I, I'm having a hard time. I think that what's really holding me back from not from, 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 you know, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Part of me is telling me the Bucks, and I think the you guys are both not wrong. You're not, but I also have this weird inkling that Giannis would be like a top two player. Like I just feel like they he might actually be such an unstoppable force in 2K that I'm 2K. I keep doing that in the NBA Jam that even the duo. Of Philly, I, I just don't know if they could stop him. I, I could see, like when I think of an NBA jam player, somebody who has it all, maybe not the shooting, but somebody who is just going to be like max on all the other stats. I mean, I, I could, I think he's going to, I think you got to give him the defense. I think you got to give him the stealing. I think you got to give him everything except for shooting, which is the one thing in jam that you could kind of get away with. Now, that being said, that kind of leaves a little bit left on the table for Middleton. And I don't quite know if he has the defense uh, side, but man, it doesn't matter in the long run, but I got to tell you, I, as my, I'm really struggling with this. I think it would be a coin flip for me, but I'll, 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 
I, I go with the Bucks just because, and I actually don't have a great reasoning other than just it's just a feeling. I, I don't know. Well, when you said that, it made me think of, of two things. First of all, we talked about video game LeBron. This might be the video game Giannis, right? Like, like what you're talking about is like they would probably max all of his stats out um, because he would get the love that someone like Yoch, uh, that like uh, Jokic doesn't, right? And and he absolutely would get that. And so I think you're right on that. And it reminds me also of arcade version Shaq mm. uh, because yeah, you didn't yeah. need yeah, Shaq wasn't going to score, you know, he wasn't going to score from beyond the arc, but uh, he was unstoppable Yeah, when you when you played as him. So I, I do think you're right on that. It makes me, it makes me waver. I ultimately think I stay with the Sixers, but yeah, man, it's who that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, All I right. think there's real, real dominant, true domination uh, uh, possibility with Giannis. But I, I see where you're going. And um, I mean, either way, it's like for me, even losing to the Sixers, I still think that that is a solid, solid, you know, opponent and pick. Like, it's not like you're losing to somebody that you think, uh, you know, would be considered an upset into in uh, jam. All right, here we go. Last four Nets versus Lakers and Nuggets versus Sixers. We'll start with Nets versus Lakers. That is the number one seed Nets again, the Durant-Harden combo versus the number five Lakers, LeBron and AD. Uh, I was looking at this and I was kind of leaning one way, but then, you know, the more I kind of started thinking about it, like, you know, you guys keep talking about uh, NBA or uh, video game LeBron and AD, but Harden and, and KD on the other side. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll, let, uh, I'll let you guys go first. Dugan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I think both of my picks are going to be a little bit uh, a, a little bit wild, to be honest with you. But I think that I, I hate saying this. I really do. I just I, I as unstoppable as an offensive force as the Nets are. I think that the Lakers could pull that out because of the well-roundedness. I think that the Lakers also have an offensive firepower, but also would have the defensive side of it where James Harden 1000% would not have defense. KD would have a little bit. And I just think that honestly, to be honest, if they don't just get onslaught nets offense on them, I think the Lakers could, I think what I would do was would go with a bully ball defensive strategy. I would not go with the so much swiping. I would go with pure hand checking. And I think that because of that, the Lakers and their size would pull it out. So I think I would go with the Lakers. All right, Thomas, what do you think? Yeah, I think it came down for me of that same thing. Like, like the defense does matter ultimately. And the Nets won't have the defense to stop the offense of the Lakers and the Lakers could. I think it comes down to maybe a two point game and it's one block. Right. And it's, and that's what you get, but I think you get it. And I think it's the Lakers. Yeah. What do you uh, think real quick, Foshi, just, just what do we think though, that if you're playing anybody who doesn't go for a dunk, right. And you go for a layup, like they have to give LeBron just a hundred rating for the chase down blocks. I just mm. feel like even the old LeBron video game, LeBron would still get a (laughs) lot of defensive respect, like a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I originally had written, uh, had the nets written down, but you guys, you guys swayed me a lot. Actually, um, I wasn't really thinking about the defensive side of things, but yeah, put AD on AD on either of those guys and put LeBron on either of those guys, and I think it's it's pretty even. Um, there, you know, KD is still going to score, but I don't think I think Harden 
you know, AD is going to be able to shut down either of those guys. He's great defensively. And like you said, the Nets have absolutely no defense really because um, Harden's a negative on defense and Durant is average at best. So I, yeah, I think, I think it's a clean sweep. Lakers are in the finals three Oh, and who are they going to be playing? Uh, it's a very interesting matchup here. <laughs> Possibly a little hometown favoritism uh, on my own podcast, but you know, that is what it is. Uh, <laughs> the number three nuggets of Jokic and Murray versus the number 10 Sixers yep. of yep. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yes, Nick Dugan, you would like to start? I'll, I'll, I'll run with this. Yes, I will, okay. I, will, I, will, I will run with this. Number one, I think that I know what you just said. I love how you put throw the seeds in there. I think 10 <laughs> for the Sixers team is a is a great steal. I think they got a great matchup there. Mm. But uh, <sighs> it pains me to say this. It really does. But I think this is where my beloved Nugs reached the end point. I, as much as I the praise that I gave them last round, I just don't know if they can handle the size of Philly. All of those things that we were just talking about with them matching up with Giannis, even though I think Jokic is literally my idol and the best player I've ever seen ever uh, personally, he's not that game dominant player like Giannis was. And I just don't know that they could stop either side when it comes to this. We said the perfect jam team, the standard team. I got to go Sixers. I'm sorry, Nugs. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go. We got to go. I, I, I don't mean to kick. I got to just know real quick. I'm sorry, Foshi, but Giannis, like <laughs> Eric Giannis, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, Giannis. He's the same Giannis thing. of podcasting. Uh, yeah, it's the same. That's he right. is he is the Giannis of podcasting. That's that's true. Dominant. Um, Thomas, am I? I mean, you're the Nugs fan here. I, I'm sorry, Foshi, for kicking you out here. But are yeah. you am I out of line here? Like, what, are you riding the Nugs train? I got to know. You know, I. I, I think I just had that same thought that I had when we were talking about the Clippers of who who's the weak link on this team in this game. And I love Murray and it's Murray. Like it, it just is. He doesn't match up to what the other three can bring to the table. Now that doesn't mean that it's not going to be, I think it'll be closer than it probably should, frankly, um, because Jokic is that good. And the Sixers team is just so dominant. Like they just, it just is again, the ideal team. And it just, I I don't see how Jokic couldn't keep it up unless he was playing completely out of his mind, which is not, it's not his typical game. Like he, he controls the game. He doesn't, he doesn't blow it out. So yeah, it's, it's gotta be the Sixers. Mm. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. I'll, I'll make it a clean sweep with Sixers as well. I think, MB does a fairly decent job on on uh, on Jokic, and then Simmons probably just absolutely smothers Jamal on the on the defensive side, and then just bodies him on the offensive side of the ball. You know, he's gonna yep. get to the rim, he's gonna be able to dunk on him, he's gonna do all that stuff for NBA Jam. Um, so it's a clean sweep. The number ten seed Sixers are in the finals, mm-hmm. along with the number five seeded Lakers. Um, if LeBron wins this. That is something that Michael Jordan has never done. So could be back in the greatest of all time conversation. Just yeah. throw it out there. Uh, one more <laughs> ring than one more NBA jam ring than, than MJ has. Uh, all right. So you, you heard it, but number five seed Lakers of LeBron and AD versus the number 10 seed Sixers of Simmons and Embiid. Um, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and get started. I think it's an incredibly even matchup. I think it's the two. I think we came down to the two best NBA jam teams here. Uh, both very good defensively, both eh, shooting wise, which is interesting, both 
two, four very super athletic guys, good defense, quick, athletic. Um, but I think you guys keep talking about uh, video game LeBron, who would be unstoppable. It's going to be incredible, going to be able to dunk on people. But I think I'm going to go with the Sixers. I think I'm going to go with the 10 Sixers as the winner. I think their defense is I think I think Simmons in NBA Jam is is literally if we could if we could put him in an NBA Jam game and just like not delete him from real life, but just move him to NBA Jam and take and just he would just not be in, in, in existence anymore. I think he would be an incredible NBA Jam player. Athletic, long, what is six ten, fast, good ball handler, great defensively, uh dunks, and bead. Seven whatever seven foot seven one decent shooter for his size uh athletic freak good defensively uh I, I think that they would be able to overpower this lakers team but i think it's incredibly close i think even with video game lebron who is, is a freak um one of the all-time probably just in, in any video game one of the greatest all-time players ever across the video game spectrum but ad he, he's ad you know he's a great player good good guy but i think I, i'm gonna stick with the 10 seed sixers um in this one and they would be my champion but we have mm. another vote here let's see I, what it comes down to yeah i'll jump in here because we're gonna need a tiebreaker mm. I, i've been thinking about this and never did i think when this bracket started that i would be going with the lakers obviously we didn't know how the seeds were falling and all, everything was kind of randomized but I, I honestly did not i i'm not joking i had no thought that the lakers would would advance here but the more and more i think about it i don't have a lot of great reasons than I just think that they are even everywhere that you said, except for a few small places. And I think LeBron makes up that spread on Ben. Uh, but with that being said, I'll be honest with you. I think another thing that really is playing in here, which I don't know is quite fair. I'll be honest. But I think another thing in real life is I, I think, <laughs> I think I would put a lot of money on the Lakers to win that in real life. I don't, I, I think, the, I think, I think AD can handle uh, Ben or Ben, uh, Joel, and even though there's a little give and take there, I just, like I said, I don't have great reasons. I just, it's just a feeling that I think that the Lakers stats wise, uh, playing wise. And I also think here's the other thing about the Lakers. I think they would be better stats wise, but I think that you could play different strategies with them. I think that's the important part for me is that we talked about a few things. We talked about a swiping strategy, a bully ball strategy, uh, a shooting or dunking defensive strategy overall. Like I think the Lakers Really, the Sixers too, but there you are limited on the offensive end. I think the Lakers, you could play multiple strategies on both sides. Because of that, I'm going Lakers. Mm. So, the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker in the championship game comes down to, to Thomas. What, what are your thoughts? That's why you, you need the Giannis of podcasting. Mm, All right. This is the guy. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to use that forever now. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I've been really, I think both of you are spot on on your points. And... I think one of the things that we didn't talk about, well, there's a couple of things that, that jump out to me, but one of the things we didn't talk about was the idea of what happens when you get on fire, right? Yeah. And one of the things that happens is that you really are basically able to shoot it from anywhere. Um, <laughs> now, there are some exceptions and, and certainly people who have like very poor shooting, Ben Simmons, um, it may be a little more difficult. But when we talk about like the shooting issues of the Lakers or you know, not the shooting issues necessarily, but like maybe they're not the strongest shooting team, uh, once they're on fire, that doesn't matter. And then mm. they're hitting it, you know? That's a and great so, point. 
and so I, whereas I think that Simmons, even if he was on fire somehow, um, <laughs> that I think it would be, you know, he may not get that same kind of volume that, that he would need. And so I think that that's, that's fair. One of the other things I noticed is, man, the Lakers had a soft run to this championship, at least in the first couple of rounds. Like, man, was it soft. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that others didn't have easy rounds. They absolutely did. But, I mean, come on. The Thunder in, in the Hawks? I mean, man. <laughs> uh, of course they were going to win that. So, so yeah. So, I, Thomas, I, that's a good point. Is Do you think that that's maybe skewed my, my outlook on the Lakers a little bit then? Maybe I'm, like, propping them up too much because they just had such a dominant run? I mean, I mean, like, I, I actually think it might be the opposite. No, I think it actually might be the opposite. I think because we didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about them. Mm. And so we didn't get some of this stuff out of the way early for us to say, well, let's actually look at these two individuals who are two of the best of their era, maybe the best of all time. And I, uh, you know, I love the Sixers team and I, I've been with them from the very beginning. <laughs> I picked them over my beloved nuggets and I just, don't think they have enough firepower to compete. Dugan said it perfectly. The the deficits that they have are made up by LeBron and the others, the, the deficits that the Lakers have are not made up by the Sixers. So for that reason, somehow the five seed Lakers <laughs> are your NBA champions. Wow. Foshi, did you think that was going to happen then? No. Uh, when we when we started this, I, uh, I, I wasn't sure. And we ended up with, well, you know, it's a very, inter- there, there were some interesting Lakers matchups. Um, but I think they, you know, thinking about it, thinking about playing NBA jam, they would be an incredibly fun team to play with. Um, and just, uh, you know, two huge guys, great defense, great athleticism, no injuries, which is great because AD would be last a couple minutes if there were injuries, but no, a, a great rundown. And the Lakers are our 2021 NBA jam champions. Take that MJ. Uh, LeBron has a title that you will never be able to get. So uh, that's very interesting that, uh, you know, that, that, that wraps it up for the, for the, the, the NBA jam 2021 NBA jam tournament. Um, what are you, you know, before we get out of here, what are you guys closing thoughts? Um, and if you have anything to plug, let's, let's hear it. Do go start with you. Yeah. My, my final thoughts are this, uh, Thomas said it throughout the, the, the bracket, which is these matchups. Some of these were so legit that they got me so fired up that I want this. And my, my final thoughts are this. I think that NBA 2K should buy whatever rights mm-hmm. there are to NBA Jam. And I think that they should make two things. I think they should make a version of the online play. So regular 2K, real rosters, and your online two versus two, not, not blacktop, not in, the, not in the courts, the streets, the real team, like I play the online versus the real team versus each other. Two on two, I think it would be Fantastic. And then they should have the arcade version air quotes here, which would be the NBA jam that they bought out, which is you don't get to pick and you have the two team matchup and it is what it is. And it's two, it is not 2k. It is the, the NBA jam that we've been discussing and talking about all day that needs to happen. And if so, I would actually turn my viewpoint on 2k as a whole, as a franchise, 100% around. And I would actually be in heaven. Final thoughts, more of a final wish. But as always, it's been a real pleasure. Anytime I get to talk basketball with you fellows, it's a good time. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I would, uh, for that game, I would pay an, an awful lot of money. Um, so we'll turn it over to uh, the Giannis of podcasting here before we get out. New nickname, uh, <laughs> Thomas, what, what are your thoughts? And uh, what, what's going on with What's Your Bliss? Yeah, I, um, I, I love what you said, Dugan, about just 
I think they could easily do that. I think they could easily put that as part of the game. I would pay, you know, for the deluxe version to have that right. Or, or, or whatnot. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's an excellent idea and I would love it. And again, I'd love it if, if that arcade mode was back to that 32 bit, I don't need, mm. you know, give me, give me the two on two. Great. Let's do that. But give me that 32 bit, just the craziness, bring in, bring in old Timmy to, to announce again, let's get some <laughs> boom shakalakas going. Um, that just sounds like heaven to me. As a matter of fact, probably going to go play on the emulator as soon as we're done here because y'all have wet my whistle for it. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask actually, before I plug, um, what's your bliss is one of the things in NBA jam was the Easter eggs. They would have, uh, like Bill Clinton, you could play as, or you could play as some of the mascots. And I'm curious, fellas, if you could put some people in as Easter eggs in 2021, who, who do you got? Oh, Foshi, I think the first thing we got to do is he mentioned in the beginning, I think we got to bring back the um, uh, St. Lunatics in mm. the in, in, in the um, NBA street. Wow. Right. Like, can we bring can we bring back a combination of all the old NBA game add ons yeah. into because even those games had unlockable players, even yeah. real players that were unlockable that you could play with. Like I wasn't in one of the games. It wasn't AI like an unlockable player even after he retired or something it was like that sounds right yeah. prime time ai or somebody like what if you had what if kobe was an unlockable player or somebody like that um but for me i always loved that the nba street always put the art they had like a lot of artists that made the music for the soundtracks i always thought that was kind of funny yeah. so uh, my vote would be you know somebody who big nba fan or, or maybe it's a musical artist that play in the celebrity games every year mm. i i personally would like to see some of those old uh re- i don't want to say recycle that's a bad version but i would love to see them kind of reinvent the old guests and unlockable terrible characters Foshi, what do you think yeah two people the couple people that came to mind immediately were uh j cole obviously um he would be fun he'd be a good time uh and i immediately thought of the celebrity all-star games that they always do because i i don't know why but i love watching those i think they're just so funny and just so entertaining like terrell owens was like a huge guy like dunked in one of the games it was fun and you know you always had uh this is obviously not like any sort of political conversation but like barack obama and, and arnie duncan would be so funny to get like those are like those are like two unlockable guys that you could play with because they you know they were arnie duncan always played in the celebrity games and, and obama had the had the court that he always played on so man there are endless combinations that i could if we had any time i could think about but the saint lunatics one is a great call and just and just bring it back like uh any of those like NBA street guys, like stretch and all those guys. Give me stretch, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Give me stretch. Let me just go. I also think any of the, give me all the courtside celebrities. I don't mm. care if you're good at basketball. I don't <laughs> care if you're a hundred years old, like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> That's who I want. I want the courtside celebrities get your ass in the game. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. I love that. I do. And I also thought, you know, it's also fun. And this is like super next nerdy level. Uh, but you know, somebody like me who is a league pass fanatic and watch all these games. I also think it could be a, a good spin to maybe incorporate some of the localness. Maybe it's like local reporters or their beat writers yeah. or their media personnel. You know, if somebody like me who listens to five different Nuggets podcasts, I know the announcers and we know those other announcers that have a lot of hype, like the, the guys in Charlotte are, are always amped up. You have some big yeah. guys like the Nets have, uh, I forget who, uh, some like really big names. You know, Richard Jefferson was just doing the Warriors local broadcast. So I don't know if he always does that or if he hops around. But it might be fun to see. Oh, the Sacramento had Doug Christie. He's on the coaching staff now. But a lot of ex-players. I think um, 
Atlanta still has um, Vince. Uh, yeah, Vince is doing yeah. that now. They used to it used to be Dominique for a little bit. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of fun that you could do that that could incorporate maybe some some more like you know hometown vibes but that that's kind of you know a little bit nerdy probably but i no, think I that like would that. also be kind of fun yeah oh, well thank you for indulging uh <laughs> indulging that question but yeah i i, I always thought that that was i, I mean in and games around that time anyway like had all these easter eggs in kind of the same vein um going back to the nba live franchise we, they had a ton of that um nba live 09 still my favorite uh basketball game i've ever played just mm. fyi mostly because you got to have ai and carmelo on the same team and it was the best mm. um yeah. So uh, thank you as always for, for having me on. I love doing uh, all of these episodes. I love doing these brackets with the two of you um, catch. What's your bliss on uh, the anything but credible network. Uh, we have a lot of great interviews coming up. We've had a lot that have happened already, um, but we have, we have some great ones coming up and we're uh, talking about doing a special episode uh, at the end with, uh, with all the boys from the network. So uh, look forward to that. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you both for coming on. This was an absolute blast. Um, so the Lakers won our uh, 2021 NBA Jam bracket. Who wins yours? Let us know. Going off topic pod at gmail.com. That's going off topic pod at gmail.com. I'll go ahead and post our the picture of uh, the bracket that we filled out here so you guys can take a look on all our social media simply by searching going off topic Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow. Head over to anythingincredible.com for all your network needs. Like Thomas said, you can get What's Your Bliss, the Offended Podcast, Going Off Topic Blog, Movie Merge Podcast, and of course, the Anything But Credible Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Shout out to Visor Beats for the intro and outro groove. And as always, keep it off topic.